quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. There okay, you go. now you're good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's me again. That's wow. That's that like that sounded cute. <laughs> but we've experienced. He, he has a face for radio. We've experienced, as do I. <laughs> we've experienced so many glitches. Glitches be crazy that we we uh, we back up record this on my on my recorder as well. So that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, the poltergeist experienced a lot of tragedies. Like I said, maybe not as many as the Exorcist and the Omen, but just as or maybe more devastating uh, even though it was on a smaller scale like not as many uh, instances so like first off dominique dunn and she was one of the two most famous uh you know bad instances that happened here she played the eldest daughter dana freeling and uh, she was the first to be visited by tragedy oh dominique had started dating a chef named john sweeney in 1981 but had ended the relationship after Sweeney had turned possessive, jealous, and violent, and even possessive. Possessive. Maybe he was possessed. Ooh, I think it was just an asshole. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reaching. I'm well, reaching. He even uh, physically abused her on okay. several occasions. That's not possession. That's a douchebaggery. Thank yes. So she eventually threw him out and changed the locks on the house. But Sweeney was not ready to go away quietly. A few weeks later, on October 30th, 1982, Dominique was at her home with fellow actor David Packer rehearsing lines when Sweeney showed up at her front door. They spoke for a moment through the locked door until he convinced her to step out on the porch, and she agreed. The pair immediately began to argue loudly until Packer said he heard some smacking sounds and then a scream followed by a thud. He called police who told him that uh, after he said that she was being attacked, they said, well, that's not in our jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, that's I know, right? Great, that's a great... I don't know. Keep, keep going. Oh, someone's beating a lady to death? Where? What, block 300? Oh, that's eh, not our... That's nah. not my department. Sorry, you're going to have to call the Northside Department for that one. Yeah. Let me look that number up for you. I could at least <laughs> do that. <laughs> so after this... He hung up and then called a friend, and he said, listen, if they find me dead tomorrow, John Sweeney was my murderer. Ooh. So after this, he throws the phone down, finds a back door in the house, and runs. And I have to stop here and just think and bring up this. Can you hear those goddamn chickens on the, are they showing up on the. Just a little bit. Tell, tell Just tell uh, everyone about them. Just tell everyone I'm about sorry. them. Sorry. No, We're no, so no. professional. No, it's Okay. Look, I can kick them out if we no, have to. No, we're not going to kick those chickens out. Those okay. are, those chickens are adorable. Listen, I lo- I got backyard chickens, and I, I just love chickens. I don't mind saying that. I love them. I love feeding them. I love watching them walk around in the yard and peck the grass, and they're so cute. So I got six little baby chickens, and the only safe place for them to, to be is in our studio with us. So, like, <laughs> I know. You didn't have to put it like that. Well. No, I'm just joking. 
so ten feet from us is this gigantic pine box I made with a bunch of baby chicks in it, and 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 they're doing a little cheapy chirping right now. So you might hear them every once in a while. They're adorable. Try not to let it ruin the experience. You name one podcast that has chickens other than us. That's right. So I'm waiting. I'm not. I'm checking my inbox. Exactly. I'm not getting any emails. So, you know, there it is. Rogan don't have chickens. Yeah, he doesn't. Rogan can suck it. Where's your chickens? Yeah. We got chickens. Yeah. He should think about it if he wants to be successful. <laughs> he wants to be successful. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Packer hears his friend being beaten to death and he books it so you know in his defense he's an actor not a prize fighter so maybe he's like you know i don't know and depending on this john sweeney guy i don't know what he looked like um if it's a six foot eight guy who looks like he could bench press a buick um i too may have just ran out the back door i have no idea i can't say i can't say. i'd like I, to I think, think you would. i'd like to think that i would at least ran out there and just threw my body at the guy yeah and at least give the poor girl long enough to to escape while he's beating my ass. You I think know? we I think we could all learn something from Jackie Chan movies because that guy would oh. use in a, his entire environment. I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell us everyone because I think about this sometimes. Go ahead. Like if I ever get in some kind of scrap, like the world is my weapon. <laughs> you know, like some ceramic duck. That's flying. Ballpoint pen. I mean, to and, the jugular. And, and if you think about it, think about all the YouTube videos that you've seen and daily motion and all like, like attack, like man attacks woman, woman attacks man, all this stuff. Are other people doing that? I don't see it happening. I very see much. it happening. Yeah. Shoes, whatever. Take off that high heel, ladies. Jam it in his groin. Well, actually, they're the women do do the heel thing. There you go. Yeah, and that seems pretty dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. The little. In fact, I watched a cold case thing, horseshoe horseshoe indentions in a skull, and they figured out it was a high heel. Damn. Yeah. From a lady? Yeah, a lady. Like protecting herself, or was she a murderer? She, like a straight out like I don't remember psychopath. the circumstances of it. I don't know. I'll have to look that up again. What movie was it? What Was it like single white female where she ends up killing her with a high heel? Like oh, jamming yeah, it in her eye. That's right. Yeah. yeah. See, Maybe man, we'll the see the high heel shoe is like the most underweight, yeah. underrated weapon out there. Yeah. 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 God, I can hear those chickens so loud. That's okay. I think they're taking away. Yeah, here's what we need to think about. Okay. Uh, and I was just thinking about this when you were talking about the chickens earlier. Like, listen, we gotta loosen the tie. We we gotta loosen the tie. If we if a if a dog comes in here or barks or a chicken chirps or cheeps or whatever. <laughs> We, you know, come on, let's not try to be too cool. I mean, we're telling dad jokes left and right. Obviously, we're not too cool. Loosen the tie, loosen the tie. The chickens are there. They're cool. We're cool. They're, they're in chicken language. They're adding to the conversation. Um, we might have a few um, chicken subscribers. You sure now. you don't want me to put them in? No, it's fine. Let's okay. loosen the tie and let's go. All right. So, yeah, I don't want to judge. It's ambiance. On, yeah. I hope so. I don't want to judge on Packer too much, uh, but maybe we need to. But either way, you guys make up your own minds. He bolted. Um, but he did peek around the corner, and he saw Sweeney standing over Dominique's lifeless body. So he at least went around to check on her before he you know, decided to run for his life. Um, John Sweeney saw him and yelled. I guess when he came out of it, once she was lifeless, he yelled at, he yelled at Packer to call police. And then he waited for them to arrive. And when they did, in his, you know, at least he stuck around. Why am I taking up for this son of a bitch who killed his girlfriend? <laughs> Never mind. 
He stayed and he met them in the driveway with his hands in the air. When they pulled up, he said, I killed my girlfriend. So Dominique was rushed to hospital. She was declared brain dead due to lack of oxygen and passed away shortly after being taken off life support on November 4th, just 23 days from her 23rd birthday. Just, so uh, yeah. how, long, how long after the movie was? Just days from her 23rd birthday. Sorry, what now? How long after the movie was that? Okay, so she passed away on November 4th, and I think that Poltergeist was released... Earlier in the year, I think it was just a few months, four or five. Yeah, or I may, I may. You'd probably think it would be an October release, but I'm just kind of guessing. Uh, let me. Yeah. I can look it up. Yeah, you look it up. John Sweeney was arrested, obviously, and after a sham of a trial, this is going to piss you off. If it doesn't piss you off, something's wrong. He was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced. Are you ready, Ivan? He choked his girl ex girlfriend to death on her front porch and then admitted to it. And he was sentenced to six years, plus six months for an earlier altercation where he'd beat the shit out of her. So yeah. six and a half years. Yeah. Of that six and a half years, he served three years, seven months, and 27 days, and then walked. I mean, I'm just glad that guy didn't sell any marijuana on the street. <laughs> he would have been. He'd and still if, be and, there. And and if he would have been black, oh my goodness. He'd still be in jail today. Uh, he'd sure. still be in jail today. Uh, yeah, that's why, that's why, well, never mind. I, I will, let's, well, I'm going to backpedal big time. Uh, this movie, by the way, I should have said this at the beginning. This movie scared me probably more than, uh, oh, exorcist for really. Sure. Yeah. Wow. That clown and that tree. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I that freaked me out, man. Yeah. Um, and then the girl getting caught in the TV, that was kind of creepy. I didn't really get it, I guess when it first came out oh june 4th is when it came out by the way oh, okay okay yeah okay so it was um but uh yeah yeah that 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 probably scared me more no i never mind almost as much as like uh revelation talk at church um, oh god yeah yeah nothing scared me as much as that me neither jesus god because Man. uh it's because i knew it was just a movie <laughs> <laughs> but then at church you, that was real to you it's like oh this is just a book no what yeah. Just a book. Yeah. Just the book. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Hey, so uh, it's worth mentioning about this John Sweeney guy. After he got out of prison and, you know, he was a chef, like he was a professional chef. Yeah. Um, the family of Dominique Dunn, they trolled his ass for a long time. Oh, they did? They did, man. Um, I don't have it in my notes, but just from memory, like he got somehow... Three months after he got out of prison, he got a chef job at a fairly reputable restaurant, like a kind of high-end mm-hmm. restaurant. They made, they picketed out outside the front oh, of the restaurant. Yeah, that's awesome. And put up flyers yeah. that said, hey, the guy that made your food tonight strangled my daughter to death. Oh, man. That's so he awesome. got fired. Yeah. And then they, they just followed him around. They hired a private investigator to keep tabs on him, and they made his life hell for Whatever quite a while. Whatever happened to him. Well, eventually, and the father of Dominique Dunn, which I think his name was Dominic, um, he eventually said, you know, after a while, I was just like, I don't want to spend all this effort trolling yeah. this piece of shit. You know, we're just going to move on. And and Well, John- maybe if he got the sentence he deserved, they wouldn't have to go troll him. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So at the end, uh, John Sweeney changed his name, and I couldn't find what he changed it to. Yeah. But then he went off the radar after yeah. that. So. Um, so. There should be standardized. I mean, it wouldn't seem like it would take 
get some people that are really smart and that can put like things into perspective as far like into data like like salt like rank crimes i don't know i i know that i know that's subjective but there should be like standard like (laughs) sentences you know what i'm saying yeah like like it couldn't be to where you just you know someone kills someone a minimum of this and then if some judge tries to be less like i think they should be like found in in contempt completely completely yeah Yeah. completely yeah but it's but it's the whole thing i mean going back to the power of the states versus the power of the federal government or whatever um if it's a federal crime it's different it's right automatically more um anyway let's let's continue on sir all right so Perhaps the most iconic character of the Poltergeist series was little Carol Ann Freeling, played oh, by yeah. Heather O'Rourke. People who haven't even seen the Poltergeist movies are still familiar with the image of the little blonde-haired, large-eyed girl in front of the TV, eerily saying, they're here, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. like the most iconic line. Mm-hmm. Well, Heather was only five when she starred in the first Poltergeist film and would go on to appear in all three installments. Sadly, though, just a few months after the release of Poltergeist 3, Heather began to feel ill and within a few hours collapsed in in her home. En route to the community hospital in El Cajon, she suffered a cardiac arrest, but paramedics were able to restart her heart. Once at the hospital, she was uh, discovered to be suffering from stenosis of the intestine, which basically that means she had a narrowing of the intestine and she had sepsis caused by that. She survived surgery uh, to repair the intestine, but suffered another cardiac arrest afterwards. And uh, this time she could not be revived. Little Heather was pronounced dead at 2.43 p.m. on February 1st, 1988 at just 12 years old see that's what that's another thing i remember about this movie my sisters my older sisters would tell me the movie was cursed and they would talk about that little really yeah Yeah. so whenever you first started saying that i'm surprised i didn't think of it whenever we were doing the i don't know i guess that was a repressed memory (laughs) because yeah that's pretty brutal for a kid to so sad yeah yeah and in all in all disclosure and i i just don't want to ever leave anything out um there are conspiracy theories um, there are a lot of conspiracy theories out now, especially since the Jeffrey Epstein thing about this whole pedophile ring in Hollywood. Yeah. And I got to tell you guys, man, the, the at first I was like, because to me, it's it's hard to process even one person anywhere ever sure. being a pedophile. You're yeah. like, what? Yeah. But the more I dig into it, I mean, I'm not going to get into it here, but. It is. It'll make your skin crawl, man. Yeah, it is creepy. I, like, I think there's some meat on that. I think there's something to it. It's probably not as extreme as the extremist. The extremist uh, <laughs> as the you know there is an extreme side where to paraphrase, uh, too long didn't read, uh, <laughs> where they're like getting adrenaline from these kids and right, injecting right. it. Uh, that just doesn't seem. I don't know. Usually in life, something doesn't really seem plausible. It, you know, come on, man. Listen, but the deal where a bunch of old rich men that love young girls. Oh yeah. Of course. That seems very plausible. Of course. Listen, (laughs) nothing is too weird. Sandra Bullock just went on Ellen DeGeneres' show. Okay. And talked about, 
Helen was like, you look so good. And like, it was not a big deal at all. Um, she, she said, oh, well, that's because I have stem cell injections and the stem cells come from the, uh, from the foreskin of babies that has been circumcised. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what she said. And there's a thing, guys, it's just such a deep rabbit hole. But if you're curious, look into spirit cooking there. It's weird. It's this whole weird cannibal children, pedophile weird. Like there are pictures on the internet of like really famous people like Lady Gaga and elite people that go to these weird dinners where a girl will be naked on a table and everyone is surrounding her. And then they'll have like food made that looks like human flesh and people eat. I'm I, Dude, I swear to God, like it's it's a thing. It's it's there. It's pictures are on the Internet. Whoa. Um, it's it, it, it's real. And yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because if you're just so rich for so long, you get bored and you just want to do weird other stuff. You're like, well, I've already been to Cancun 50 times and yeah. I have seven Rolls Royces. What else? What now? I don't know if that's where it leads to or what. Yeah. But, but one thing, it, it is a thing. It is a real thing. So I well, don't know. Hey, do you ever get to this? And this this will fuel that a little bit. Do you ever get to the point to where you just feel like, like I know everyone wants to be rich and I know everyone wants to, you know, be able to live this life that you can only dream of, right? Where you could do whatever you it's want. It's the whole cliche. I want to look up and see my name in lights. The whole cliche bullshit. But if if you get to a certain point in life, if you kind of play your cards right and you're not dealt dealt a bad hand, obviously, like. I'm to the point now where I just kind of realize, like, I don't really care about that. Like, if you or I, and we don't make a ton of money, but if you or I want something, you know, something, not, you know, not a, you know, Ferrari Testarossa or or, something (laughs) like that. But, you know, if we want, within reason, we can have it. Yeah. Um, And then, okay, and then put that into perspective as, like, if we want something to eat... Maybe not caviar, but who wants that crap anyway? <laughs> Sushi. We, can, we have it too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and compare that to the uh, people in the world that can't say that. Like, they just want something and they can't have and, it. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot more people in the world that, that are in that situation. So, you know, we're considered middle class. I mean, but but really... If you take middle class and you look at the entire population of the earth. What, no, we're in the top 1%. Is, yeah, exactly. All these people that are fighting against the 1%, we're in the 1%. Yeah. If you have clean in running regard, water, we are. if you have food every day, if you have a cell phone, you're in the 1%. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And, and see, I'm kind of on that fight too. I mean, I, I, I have some things that I think that you and I would probably disagree with a little bit. But, you know, the way I look at it is like, you know, the, and we, we won't go on this. We won't talk on this very long, but, <laughs> but because you, you get to that high level where you have so much money, you figure out ways to where you're not even paying your fair share anyway. Oh, for sure. So, for I sure. mean, I, I think there's some debate there. It's like, yes. it's like, well, we got to figure out a way to where they're at least paying their fair share in the same percentages. And they're not able to like, Oh, well, I got all this money. I'm just going to move this to an offshore account. Oh, no, that's BS. Yeah. See, it shouldn't be legal. That's what, that's, that's where I think our common ground is right there. Um, I'm not saying tax them like 30 or 40 or 50%. No, but at least like the same as us little peons. Exactly. Come on, man. And don't, and loopholes, get rid of the loopholes. Yes. But that'll never happen because both parties 
are fine with that because that's who gets them in office. And that's, I know we can agree on that. <laughs> I like the fair tax thing. I do too. That, I, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I think that would I be a good t- idea. I, I, I do too. I mean, and if you wanted to, if you got rid of the IRS and, and you just made it to where you taxed everything at a higher rate, if you wanted to save money, you all you'd have to do is something we're learning, everyone's learning how to do, stay home and enjoy being home and <laughs> and don't live like, don't, you know, don't spend so much money yeah. and you can save money Yeah, because you won't be taxed as much. Yep. So I don't know. There, there we go. go. That will solve the world's problems. We, <laughs> you should, I hope you guys were taking notes. So in 2020, Ivan is announcing his, his uh, candidacy mm. for president and I will be his VP. They can't, even, they can't even get me to run for city council. They ask me all the time. <laughs> I, I'm asked every year they come by and they want me to, on that. I'm like, no way. Because automatically, thirty to forty percent of people don't like you just because you're running for a, a, a an office. Exactly. It's like they I don't blame they you. don't even care. They they don't even want to listen to what you have to say about it. They're like, oh, I don't like that guy. Yeah. Would you like? Well, yeah, I liked him before. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because a little bit of power might go to my head. And speaking of that, oh, segue. Yeah, go. Uh, by the time this episode airs on our website, will be a drawing that I did. <laughs> That is a pretty good representation of a dream I had last night. I love this dream. Joey sent me a text about it earlier. I didn't have time to respond in the way I was in at like a Zoom session, but that was an awesome dream. I bet it felt bizarre. It did. Because the, it was a bizarre. Yeah, go ahead. In the dream, in the dream, our podcast is hugely successful. Okay. And in the dream, like it was in this studio that's away from our house a few miles right this it's a standalone big building awesome state of the art studio well for whatever reason i'm driving to the studio on my riding lawnmower and i'm only wearing my underwear and i have shaved my real beard and in the place of that real beard is a purple beard that i have fashioned out of play-doh <laughs> This, I swear to God, this is true. That's what's called, what? what is it from Titanic? Like new money? Like <laughs> people that don't, yeah, that's yeah. new money. I was new money. Yeah, yeah. So I get to the studio, get off my lawnmower, and there's a crowd of fans in front of the studio that's like, oh, it's Joey. Holy shit, it's Joey. And they're all asking for my autograph. And I'm not a dick in the in the dream. I'm just, hey, yeah, sure. And I'm signing. And I see Ivan kind of stick his head out of the studio. He's like, man, we need to we need to start recording pretty soon. I'm like, I'll get in there in a minute. And uh, then I came in and we started, but that was basically yeah. the, uh, the dream. But I uh, I had a little bit of time at work today and I, I kind of drew a visual representation. Did you put it on the website? Not yet, but okay. I will. I, by the time this airs, it'll be on there. You know what I'd do? I'd grow my hair out for one thing because <laughs> right now I don't grow it out because it gets to the point where I just hate dealing with it. But if I had the money to have a stylist, I would grow it out. Hell yeah. And then before every podcast episode, a helicopter would land. <laughs> but then I'd pull up in my truck and you'd be like, What's a helicopter for? It's like, well, when I get out of my truck, I want the wind from the helicopter <laughs> to blow my hair. It's like it's just, everywhere I go, the helicopter lands first, That's awesome. and then I pull up in my truck. Like Elvis landing on Hawaii before that big special. That's actually awesome. that wouldn't even look cool. That's not too much air. Maybe maybe a, a nice sized drone. That'd be better. Yeah, I have would a just pers- have person in the passenger seat drive. I would just hold an oscillating fan on you. <laughs> 
That'd be good enough. You know what I'd do if we was rich? I would do the same thing, except for I'd have to get hair uh, hair plugs first. That's okay. You could do that. Because I got the old get, bald spot. Get some extensions, man. I would. Get it, get it going. I'd get a lot of things extended. All right, so... <laughs> Like your, uh, never mind, I've got, I've got nothing. <laughs> so uh, I almost said like your mortgage, but I was like, wait, no, that wouldn't no. be right. Well, I mean, you could get your your mortgage extended and your monthly payment would go down. Yeah, but if you were rich, why would you? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I backed out I of it. I was just trying That's, to help you. Th- no, that didn't help. That just, that, you shined a light on my ignorance. You 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 spotlighted my ignorance. That reminds me of sitting with with my loan officer when we were buying our house, being like, "Is there anything longer than a thirty year loan? <laughs> if we get like a sixty year loan, our payment will be really low." Anyway. Can I do a hundred year loan? <laughs> I promise to pay it. I promise I will. I will own my house when I'm like sixty two years old. Hey, that's there. There are people that will be in their sixties that will have never bought a house. Hey, that's true. Boom. Glass, glass half full, buddy. Yep, that's right. Bottle half full. It really is? Well, no, it really it's is. more than half full. Yeah, so full disclosure, I'm drinking a couple of bottles of Rolling Rock on this one, too. So Brought to you, not brought to you by Rolling Rock. Not a sponsor. Extra pale. So, yeah, I call it liquid personality. Maybe it makes me funnier. If if not, if I need to lay off the sauce while we're podcasting, uh, email us, let us know. No, wait, email? Do we have an email? Yo, we? Oh, yeah, they, we got an email. Okay, cool. There you yeah. go. You, you can find it on our website, www.donamanda.com. I tried to be that guy from Micro Machines for a minute, but I realized I can't talk that fast. I love that guy. Yeah, his record was superseded not too long after that. Oh, was it by that blonde girl with the freakishly ginormous boobs on YouTube? Which one? Which one? How many girls that talk really fast with gigantic boobs are there on YouTube? Oh, I didn't think about that, but John Mashita, I think is his name. Oh, that's a guy, so no, wasn't her. But no, there was, no, no, the guy that, that guy, the fast. Oh, yeah, that was the original. Yes, yeah, the original the Micro Machines guy. Machida. So, keep yeah. Keep going, keep going. The last episode after three glasses of wine went so well, I was like, hey, I'll get a couple of bo- bottles of Rolling Rock for this one. Rolling Rock? Cures what ails you. Ale? Cures uh, what pale ails you? I, did, I didn't, I didn't do oh, that on purpose. You, that was a Freudian slip, my friend. It was. It was. So, listen, man. Listen. Listen, Ivan. Dominique, I'm starting to yell at you. See? The beer's setting in. Ah! Calm down. Calm down. Dominique Dunn and um, Heather O'Rourke were not the only two cast members to die from the Poltergeist series. Two other cast members also passed away. Julian Beck, who played evil preacher Kane from Poltergeist 2, was diagnosed with stomach cancer, uh, which took his life soon soon after he finished filming. Also in Poltergeist 2 was Will Sampson, who played Taylor, the Native American shaman. Now, um, Sampson would... I remember him. Yes. um, He later died after undergoing a really, really risky lung... It said lung heart transplant. Mm. So I don't know if they... Did he really need a new heart and new lungs? Could have. All at the same time? Because damn. Could have. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, that was a ser- that was a surgery that had a really, really small uh, survival percentage. Like, basically, when he passed away during that surgery, the doctors were like, oh, well, of course. Like, they knew going in, you well, know, yeah. he's I mean, probably not going to live through this. But, yeah. I would imagine that probably still has that. Dude, can you imagine before they put you under, you know, when they do the whole count backwards from 10 thing, mm-hmm. imagine them being like, "Let's look, we're going to be honest with you, you're probably not going to wake up. I wonder if they filmed the movie on top of an Indian Indian burial ground. If they were in America, they did. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's like everywhere. Yeah. But you know, that's the house. You know, they when they were digging the swimming pool, they found the yes. skeletons. 
Yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah. Anyway. And Craig T. Nilsson was cursed because he went on to star in Coach. No, I love Coach. No, I love Coach, too. I was trying to go low. Uh, Coach Coach was, uh, oh, I didn't think you were a fan, which is totally fine. I love Coach. I watched every episode. Um, Loved it. My dad used to complain. He was like, I don't like the guy that plays Coach. And I said, why not? Well, as a teenager, I kind of had to explain comedy to him, and then he agreed. (laughs) Uh, Because I had to say, Dad, he's the straight man. He's like, what? I didn't think there was anyone gay on the show. No, oh, he, didn't, he didn't say that. But uh, I said, yeah, but, you know, Luther, Luther and Dauber. Luther and Dauber were the hams. Yeah, that's right. So, so. Jerry Van Dyke. Um, Abbott and Costello. I mean, uh, uh, Abbott, Bud Abbott doesn't get the um, credit that he deserves because, exactly. you know, he wrote a lot of that, those bits. And, uh, yeah, you got to have the straight man. I guess in Three Stooges, Mo was kind of, uh, you know, that's not considered to be like great comedy though it's more slapsticky but dude it's great it, it is great part. though yeah yes. yeah anyway so uh there's some comedy crap for you and i look yeah okay all right yeah I'm, i need to stick to this sorry i don't want to go down another rabbit hole yeah let's um, not let's not let's move on to the next we ne- movie we never do that we're only on page three holy shit <laughs> world war three is a made for tv minis- miniseries directed by boris Sagal in 1982 hmm. also i don't remember so, that so, well, yeah, it wasn't like a real... Listen, though, you're going to be shocked when you find out Boris Segal. He was a well-known director. What did he direct, you might ask? He directed several episodes of The Twilight Zone. Oh. Yes, and Night Gallery, and Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and Peter Gunn, just to name a few. So he was a big-time director back then. Um, He was mortally wounded on set when he... Ugh, this is just freaking... Just imagine this. So they land in a helicopter, right? He gets out of the helicopter. Always watch where you're going, okay? The way this guy died was he needed to get out of the helicopter and go right. He went left. You go away to the tail rotor? He walked straight into the tail rotor. Oh, man. I'm not kidding. It partially decapitated him, crushed his skull, and and something that is just mind-boggling, he actually lived another five hours, but he did eventually succumb to his wounds in a Portland hospital. Whoa. Yeah, so watch where you're going, especially when exiting a helicopter. Watch those tail rotors. Zigged when he should have zagged. Zigged when he should have zigged-a-dag-dagged. Wow, the helicopters. Man, I, I don't think I'd have one to make my hair blow now. I don't, there's two times these dang helicopters. Speaking of helicopters, and you know, we talked about the helicopter that caused the three or the two decapitations and the other death um, in the uh, Twilight Zone movie, mm-hmm. but I skipped over countless I skipped over so many stories of people dying on movie sets. 99% of them were from helicopters. Wow. But it was like stuntman so-and-so died in a helicopter. I mean, there was most movie set deaths have been due to helicopters. I could say that. Do you think it's, which I would think that it's because if you're going to have a helicopter in a movie, it needs to be close to the ground and, and, you know, as, as with airplanes, Landing and taking off are the two times when when you're you're gonna crash. If yeah, you're gonna crash. I mean statistically. So yeah. uh, you're so close to the ground, bad stuff happens because it only takes like a minor shift. Yeah. Um, I used to have an when I took those aviation courses, I had a professor that he uh, he hated helicopters. And his quote, he'd said it he said it like once once every couple of days. He'd say, "Yeah, helicopters are so ugly, the ground repels them. That's how they fly." <laughs> And, and the first time I heard it, it was funny and we'd all laugh, but he'd, he'd be talking about, you know, aerodynamics and stuff. And he'd say, 
And then there's helicopters. The things that are so ugly that ground repels them. Yeah, and by like the fifth time you're like, yeah. hey, hey, hey. And then he's and then yeah. and then you'd see a slide and a helicopter come up and like, oh, here we go, everyone get ready. And, yeah. and we'd all look at each other and, and he'd do without you know, without dropping a beat. Why do you hate helicopters so much, sir? He well, he's just a diehard airplane guy. He he uh repaired airplanes in the war and uh Vietnam and oh, okay and you know there's probably no Hueys no Hueys for like this guy there's like a rival there's probably like a rival thing helicopter guy a- aviation guy of he course. said he said um they uh they would repair planes that had flak damage and they on their base they ran short on metal and so they had all those beer cans and he said they used to start riveting they cut out circles of beer cans and rivet the and they work fine whoa to keep the air to, you know crazy and he said but sometimes we'd get really drunk <laughs> and we would take those patches and put them on the wrong way and the generals would call them all in mad because it'd say like you know paps blue ribbon oh <laughs> my god it's, it's awesome like, flip that around and you know yeah and then they'd obviously paint it but he said they'd get lazy and they, they wouldn't paint it they'd get in trouble but well i want to go on the record story. i want to go on the record right now and um uh you'll you'll probably <laughs> upload this tomorrow yeah. Oh, yeah. But as yeah. for right now, it's July twenty third. Sure. Two two thousand twenty twenty. Yep. I want to say right now, uh, I'm looking. I'm going to predict Bill Burr. He's a big helicopter enthusiast. He got his license a year or two ago. Oh, wow. Flies over Los Angeles all the time. I'm sure. going to make a prediction right now that I don't know when it will be, but we will lose Bill Burr in a hel- in a helicopter. He's going to be not. the next Kobe Bryant, buddy. I, I hope guarantee not. you. I hope not. I'm telling you. I I hope not too. I love Bill Burr. Oh, man. I love Bill Burr. Well, I don't like how he treated my buddy Theo Vaughn when he went on his podcast. He was kind of a dick to him. Well, but, uh, but, I do like I do like Bill Burr overall. But Rogan kind of kind of uh, wrecked him over the coals uh, before that. So did he? Yeah. Raked Theo or Bill? Bill. Oh, really? Him and Bill Burr got into it about masks and COVID and stuff. Oh, really? But Rogan was joking. And later on, he was like, people thought there was a beef between us, but he said we were just I was joking with him, and he knew it, but he just gave it right back to I me. I thought so. the Theo thing was before. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. probably was, but okay. what I, I, I what I was saying is, was like, you know. Well, I just want to do a preemptive Bill Burr rest in peace, uh, death due to helicopter uh, death. <laughs> death due to helicopter death. Isn't that prolific? But hopefully it's farther away from now than sooner, because I like Bill Burr. He's a yeah. guy. Well, you know, maybe not. I mean, probably statistically, you know, I mean the the Kobe thing that was crazy. I mean, but I mean, think of all the the helicopters flying around all the time. I mean, true. Every time I'm in in near near Fayetteville and stuff, I see usually see one going oh, from yeah. like the hospitals and stuff. And not to mention, like, oh, this is guy splashback from Channel Five News. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we're here before anybody. We got yeah. Uh, yeah. They are they are replacing drones with a lot of the more dangerous flights. So now they used to fly planes around and helicopters to like do pipeline uh, inspections and stuff. But now they're doing drones because it's kind of cool. dangerous because you got to be low. So that's kind of cool. Even yeah. pilots are fine with that because if you have your pilot's license, you can still fly a drone because you got a drone license because nice. it's like a step down. But uh. Uh, the uh, um, any so there there's a um, PBS documentary I highly recommend. I think it's a two or three parter. It's called City in the Sky, and it's talking about airlines. At any given time, there's a million people in the air. Damn, really? A million people? Wow. Yeah. You yeah. know that's really cool because, like, uh, 
I, I have this weird thing, and I've talked about it before on the podcast. So I'll plane bring crash, it. Crash yeah, the plane crash dream. Yeah. So throughout my entire life, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I've had a reoccurring dream about me being outside, like in my yard or somewhere outside, and I look up and I see a, a, a plane crash, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm obsessed with that. And if I'm outside, I'm telling you, if, if my ass is outside and I hear a plane, I cannot help but look up yeah. at it. Yeah, I, I do too. I can't for the help most it. Part. Right. So this is bled over to my toddler. So when uh-huh. we're outside now, every time I hear a plane, I'll get off the porch or wherever I'm at. I'll get away from the trees where I can look up and see it. So now when she hears a plane, she goes, "Daddy, pain, pain, daddy, pain." So what you I got to get this app, Flight Radar. Flight Radar. Yeah. So you can on your app, it it does geolocation, and you can click on it, and it'll the plane that you're seeing. You could see what it is. How fast it's going, what kind of plane it is, where it's been. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm downloading that so, tonight. So this is this is uh the website. Come look at this really fast, just so you can uh paint the picture for the people. We should we need a monitor in here, but but we can't afford that. That is just Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like a map of the US and it's showing I've zoomed out and it's just showing planes. Hundreds. And it's like it reminds me of like that Jack's game where yes. you throw all the, the jack sound and there's like piled up i mean i'm zoomed out where you can see the whole united states and it's like uh it's just like the it's all covered you can't even see the 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 map of the no united you can't you can't you can see like the only state name i can see is north dakota right. i can see nd for that Damn. but like you can't see arkansas oklahoma texas you can't see any of that no it's that's crazy insane. Isn't it? yes yeah. yeah and that's like right now so what? So when when I have my little toddler outside, when you were talking about there being a million people in the air, you know, I started telling her, uh, to her it's just a little flashing light, right? Sure. In, oh, the, yeah. in the dark sky, but I, and of course, you know, she's two and a half, so she doesn't know what I'm saying, but or she won't remember what I'm saying. But I told her, I said, you know, that's not just a little dot. I said, you know, that that's actually a really really large plane, and I said, there's people up there right now. There's some people are on their phones. Some are watching a movie, some are sleeping, some are reading, some are in the bathroom, you know, and she's just like, oh, you know, but, and she might not fully understand what I'm saying, but well, it's, she, it's, she it's insane a, to think that. She has like a inkling, you know? For you know, sure, I, man. I read one time that, that kids know more than what you think. Kids understand more of what you think just by... Just the same way a dog understands more than you think just because of the tone and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, yeah. Even before my kid could say one word, I, I, I remember being like, um, babe, have you seen my wallet? And I'd be looking for it, and I'd look down, and, and my toddler would be standing there with my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, that's Diesel, everyone. Welcome, Diesel. This is just an all-inclusive podcast. Chickens, dogs, whatever, you know? So, okay, the next movie is Cover Up. So this was an action-adventure TV series that began airing on CBS in September of 1984, and it it starred a guy named John Eric Hexum and Jennifer O'Neill. So on Friday, October 12th, um, it was a really long day of filming, and it had several delays. So during one of these breaks, an extremely bored John Eric Hexum picked up a... This is so brutal. He picked up a 44 Magnum prop gun and pretended to play Russian roulette. I think we know where this is going. While the gun did not have any live rounds, it was loaded with blanks, which, as Hexum fired the weapon point blank at his temple, the blank had enough blast in it to 
to shoot a quarter-size skull fragment into his brain. Hexum was rushed to the hospital where he was soon pronounced brain dead. He was removed some uh, from life support six days later. Yeah, so what was it about the crow? It was a blank, but what? Oh, we're going to get into that, sir. Oh, that's on... Oh, we're getting... Yes. Sorry. We're getting into that I hate in when I do. I hate when I do that. No, it's okay, man. Um, that was that's a that's a little bit of a advertisement. So look, listen. Whether you think it's a real gun or a fake gun or a fake gun that's empty or a real gun that's empty, um, I'm sure everyone that's listening to us listened to the Tiger King. And and did you did you watch the Tiger King? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So the guy, I think his name was Travis or whatever that kid's name was. Um, he picked up the gun and was like, oh no, it's empty. And he pulled the trigger and it actually wasn't empty. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Um, there was also back in the fifties, there's a really cool song and it's on the Christine soundtrack. Christine is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's by a guy named Johnny Ace. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's forever my darling, always be true. Oh yeah. yeah, It's like the song they play when he's dying and he's like looking at Christine. Yeah. Johnny Ace was in the back of a club one night twirling around a pistol and he was messing with it. And uh, the club promoter that was with him, I think it was during one of his breaks or maybe right before he was going on stage, said, hey, Johnny, be quiet, you know, be be careful with that gun. You don't want to kill yourself. And he said, it's not loaded. And he put the gun to his head, pulled the trigger and it was loaded and it killed him. So that's a true story. That's how Johnny Ace died. So um, anyway, uh, don't even pretend to to play Russian roulette. My my recently my dad had a uh gun pointed at him by a responsible gun owner. Yeah. He was actually in the middle of this guy. I don't want to tell you who he is. Um Was it like in anger? No, it wasn't oh, in anger. It was oh. a guy that bought some guns and was over at my aunt's house and he was like showing the guns off and he was pointing them at people. Why? And Again? My, yeah, well, <laughs> I'll give you some more info later. Okay. But uh basically the the important thing is my dad said uh don't you point a damn gun at me. <laughs> and the, I can the, hear that. the yeah. guy said, "Well, it's not loaded." And he's like, "You don't pick you don't point a gun at people." No. I don't get My no. dad's my dad has like one gun. He's never been a big gun guy, but he has a gun. Um I'd have one. I don't have one now, but I'd have one. Yeah. But I mean uh you know I don't know. It's it's crazy. So how old is your dad? He's probably 67, 68, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I was just asking that because whenever, dude, I tell you what, so Ivan is a tall, tall guy. And your dad, is he taller than you? No, or? no, no. He's as tall? He's no, really tall. He's uh, I bet he's probably, uh, I bet he's right at six, oh. maybe 5'11". Oh, really? Like yeah, he's not, he's not as tall as Okay. Me. So anyway, Ivan and his dad came over when I got my uh, I got the stackable washer and dryer, right? So me and Ivan are standing there talking about how to stack this dryer on top of the washer. And Ivan's dad, who is like pu- you know, 60, pushing 70, yeah. he goes, well, I'd do it like this. And he grabs that some bitch yeah. and just freaking throws it up there like it's made of cardboard. Yeah. And we're both like, holy shit! Yeah. We're trying to help him. And he's like, no, I got it. So anyway, your dad, man, I wouldn't point a gun at your dad, loaded or not. Well, I mean, it, it's that... That, <laughs> that it was, was crazy. Just, uh, it's just, that's something that, like, I learned a long time ago. Like, oh, you know, it, uh, one of my friend's dad said, you never point a gun at anything no. that you don't want to destroy. Right. 
and and this guy was a pro gun guy. I mean, we 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 always get these narratives like pro gun, anti gun. It's like, you know, if something's common, if someone has some good common sense knowledge of how to deal with something, it's like you need to listen to them. You don't need to worry <laughs> about what their stance is on it. But uh, it was very bizarre. Uh, let me tell you what, there's a house over in Oklahoma right now that unless someone has fixed it in the last 20 years has a bullet hole in the ceiling because my dumb ass was messing around with my 22 rifle in the living room. And my then wife, not now wife said, be careful with that. And I said, and I pulled the trigger and it fired a hole through the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. One in the chamber, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that happened, man. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Be there was another time that he had a neighbor that said, Hey, I saw you out here working on your thing the other day. And he goes, Oh really? You live like, you know, quite a ways away. He said, how'd you see me? And he said, I was looking at you with my scope. And he said, it was it on the gun. And the guy said, yeah. And then same, same thing. Right. He told him, he said, you know, what what he said before it's like <laughs> but it's like in anyway stupid yeah stupid yeah anyway so listen man you want to read for a minute yeah I'll i gotta pee for a start rocky four top of the page oh rocky four yeah man right up your alley to get a sense of realism for the movie sylvester stallone uh sylvester stallone suggested that he and dolph lundgren actually box each other this ended badly for Stallone when Lundgren uh, slugged him directly in the chest, causing his heart to swell and his blood pressure to pass 200. That's pretty high. It's actually extremely high. Stallone was airlifted to Canada to St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica, California, where he was placed in intensive care for eight days. Don't get punched by the future He-Man, um, which was a terrible movie masters of the universe um yeah this is hard by yourself joe when you listen to this just thought i'd tell you actually you've done it by yourself i haven't maximum overdrive is another one while directing the screen adaptation of this stephen king classic novel director of photography armando nen nenzui hell i don't know was badly injured when a radio controlled lawnmower went awol and drove over a block of wood Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Joey brought in a, uh, a, a, a molting. What is that? Is that from a cicada? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so it went AWOL, the lawnmower. Oh, yeah, man. That's a brutal story. Resulted in a melee of wood shards and splinters, many of which struck yep. uh, the director of photography in the face. In the goddamn face! He suffered facial lacerations, mm-hmm. lost an eye as a result. Yeah. And he sued Stephen King for $18 million for unsafe work practices. They settled out of court. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. What could go wrong? A radio-controlled lawnmower. <laughs> Here's my thing. Yeah. Take the blades off. No, it won't. It That doesn't work, sir. Why, 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 why because, can't you? Because a lawnmower is designed... It's it's designed to run with the blades. You can't start a lawnmower without a uh, push lawnmower without the blades. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Oh. It's almost impossible. To so start. it's like a balance weight type yeah. thing from yeah. the motor. Oh. Yeah. It needs the it needs that. I don't know. It just needs that momentum of the blades to to keep it balanced. I and, learned so much from this podcast. Now I think I'm I'm 
I'm about 85% sure of that. Well, that's good enough for this show. <laughs> I'm only 85% sure of anything I've ever said on here. Eight per, I feel like 8% is good for this show. Sure, man. Whatever you say. <laughs> I, I learned it. I heard it on Donna Mantis. I think it's fact. <laughs> Just some ginger that spouted out something. Well, speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of movies that you like, Back to the Future 2. Oh, Back to the Future 2. Yes. While filming the hover... And you know this. You know this. While filming the hoverboard stunt scene, mm-hmm. and you know this very well, stunt woman Cheryl Dixon Wheeler was badly injured when she accidentally collided with a pillar and fell 30 feet to the concrete below. It's in the movie. It's in the damn movie. You I know, kn- wouldn't you want... what If you survived it. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't you want it to stay... Dude, yes. If you went through that much to do it, yeah. Yeah. Because it's an ultimate, I don't know, maybe maybe if it makes you look dumb, but like surviving something like that wouldn't make you look dumb. It'd make you look awesome, actually. No, and it wasn't her fault. No, it wasn't her fault. So she didn't look dumb at all. She just looked like, I don't know, pitiful. It was bad. Yeah, those boards don't work on water. (laughs) Another stunt woman, did you know this? Lisa McCullough was supposed to perform the stunt, but declined after several test runs had not went smoothly. Mm. She said, no, thank you. Oh, wow. So Cheryl Ann Dixon, or whoever her name was, stepped up and said, I'll do it. Despite the accident, the footage was still used, like you just said, and you can plainly see Cheryl collide with the pillar and fall to the ground. Uh, Do you know what that stinking Bob Zemeckis did? What did that two-tone bitch do? To to my weak-minded mind <laughs> is that a thing is that a saying <laughs> but uh there was a, a tv special that came out before the movie came out you know talking about back to the future 2 and uh they were they didn't so everyone knew the hoverboards because the trailers and hell yeah um but i think i might i might have even seen it at this point but uh he said he said, yeah, they've been working on hoverboard technology for a few years, and we got our hands on some of them. He did? Yeah, he did. What and a troll. He, yeah, but he was, he, I've watched it since, and he's kind of like, you can tell he's joking, but when you're a kid, they exist. <laughs> and so then I'm like mad at like, <laughs> like, because then I had a friend at school that said, yeah, uh, the they don't, the uh, whatever doesn't want it to come out, the government they don't want them to come out because they're unsafe and kids will fall and get hurt. And I was like, that's bullcrap. If we have hoverboard technology and I can't have one, this is a terrible world we live in. So, uh, but, but then later on the DVD was released and it showed how they did it. Crane shots with wires and ropes and stuff. So, uh, uh, anyway, uh, I felt like that was a cruel, but, but I will say he's made a ton of movies that I love. Um, of course. Um, so I can't, you know. And here we one, are. One of one uh, one of which Polar Express. Now, oh, I love Polar. It's Express. not. It's not really that. It's not really that I love the movie, but I mean, I do. But I mean, because my kids love it, it's like a love through them. It's sure, yeah. It's like seeing, you know, watching it with them and stuff. We we try to watch it every year. Uh, I feel like it's a fantastic, just the way it's made, and you know, came from a child's book, kids' book, but. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, one movie that I haven't seen that that I keep saying I want to watch is Used Cars. Have you ever seen that movie? Is it back in the eighties? Yeah, it came I have out, seen it. It came out in eighty two. Kurt, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Yes, I have seen it. That was the movie that right before the success, the mild success from that. Not it wasn't a great successful movie, 
But because they teamed up, Bob Gill and Zemeckis teamed up on that, they were they greenlit Back to the Future. Oh, really? Yeah, so the studio had uh, faith in them. Listen, man, it's 2020, and we still don't have hoverboards. No, well, I mean, okay, it's 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 not going to happen. One one, and, and it, well, I mean, it may. I mean, I don't want to say you know we put a man on the moon who can't make a hoverboard. One way is like a a superconductor, um, but the cost of that to make that happen. Have you ever seen a thing float like in? They show like, like you can see like smoke around and stuff with magnets. Well, it's like it's like magnets and then like a metal that's like cooled down to like a like a very cold temperature, like with liquid nitrogen or whatever, really? and it floats for some reason. I forgot the science behind it. Really, yeah, interesting. And then also the magnets, like you were saying, like if you had a, a surface, um, you know, let's say a surface road with like it's North Pole and North and North, um you know, obviously, but then, but then I think, well, there's gotta be a South pole. So as soon as it, the board gets the chance, it's going to flip over and just stick to the road. Like, <laughs> and you'll never be able to pull it up. Exactly. Um, now I feel like, I feel like with the drone technology, I feel like you could probably do something. And people have, there's YouTube videos of people. They're bigger than a hoverboard. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Where they step on that fan thing yeah. and it fly, dude. Yeah. It's okay. Cause I saw one and I almost didn't know if it was real cause it's so badass. but this yeah. guy flies over a lake. Yeah. Did you seen that? Yeah. Okay, oh yeah. Man, that's so yeah. cool. I mean, I, I feel like there's probably ways, but the way that it worked in the movie, just such a small apparatus, I don't yeah, know that no it way. would ever work. It would be totally awesome. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's Hollywood magic, man. Here's the deal though. Because I was thinking it's 2020, you know, and we don't have hoverboards. Um, but what's weird is, so I've got a few teeth in my face that I need to have pulled, right? Mm-hmm. I've been putting it off for so long. And, they, and and honestly, you'll look, the teeth are not good. They need to be pulled, but they don't hurt me at all. Okay. Every once in a while, they get infected and hurt really bad. I'll take a few antibiotics for a few days, and then they don't hurt for a few months. Sure. But when I do go to the I have a fear of the dentist. Sure. I have not... I went to the dentist last year, and and they took x-rays, and they told me what I already knew, which is like, hey, you have a few teeth that are terrible and they need to be pulled. Yeah, like, no shit, man. I know that's why I'm here. <laughs> but uh, before that, I had not been to the dentist in 31 years, okay? Mm-hmm. That's how long I went without going to the... Now, you can say, you're looking at me right now, my teeth look fine, right? Yeah, yeah. So luckily, it's like the bottom way back ones that are not good. My front teeth, like... I had I, some of those yanked before. You did, yes. Yeah. I brush my teeth. I look fine. So when I say I haven't been that long, uh, please don't picture like a, lo- a yokel that's a Cletus the yokel with no teeth. <laughs> I have fine teeth. But there's a few in the back that need to be pulled. And I have a fear of the dentist. But when I do finally break down and get these things pulled, I'm going to tell that dentist, listen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I wouldn't. We, we put a man on the moon. We have superconductors. We have the... The Higgs boson, we have the super collider. I'm trying to think of smart things. We have, like, cell phones that have the world's entire, you know, everything we've ever known ever on them. We have all that shit. So don't tell me that you can't pull a few teeth without causing me pain. We have all that shit. Don't tell me that you can't pull a few teeth 
without causing me pain. You know what I'd love if 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 like you got confused and you were like, we have eight tracks and we have <laughs> Pac-Man, Pac-Man, eight <laughs> bit Nintendo. But really, we have all that shit. Don't tell me that you can't pull a few teeth without hurting me. We have, my God, we've cloned sheep. Well, we've, there there is something. 3D printers. There is a, just because, yeah, I. but their response could be something like, well, just because they've made strides in that area. And they obviously have made strides in dentistry, too. I hope so. I mean, I mean your dentist used to be your barber. <laughs> So, and also, I think they do surgery there too. So, I mean, yeah, we've made some strides. Um, Butcher barbers is what they with, were called. I would say with, uh, I would say we've made a lot of strides with painkillers, uh, almost to the point to where uh, there's lawsuits between morphine companies and you know special interest groups and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. Hey, which, I wasn't uh, joking. It's by way the way, over prescribed. There really are. There were butcher barbers. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what they were called. Yeah, so they would cut your hair and amputate a leg. Swear to God. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about before any anesthesia or anything. Oh, ever, shit. All surgeries, you were awake and yeah, oh they were God. talking you through it. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Bite on this leather strap. Yeah, that'll help. But I'm gonna. Which t- I will say, the other day I had the uh, this kind of zit on my back, and my wife was, was popping it. And I, and I was biting on like a, a pillowcase, <laughs> and it and it and it, yeah, it was extreme. It hurt a lot. But yeah. uh, there, there's my pain threshold. Does your wife, dude? I have a very shallow pain threshold as well. Does your wife love to do that? Shit? Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of wives too. A lot of wives like that, and it's it's uh it's very uh, it's very wrong. Well, my wife is like one degree away from being Doctor Pimple Popper, so I'm afraid to even take my <laughs> shirt off around this woman. Yeah, because I'll take my shirt off and I'll hear her go. Ooh, and immediately I'm like, you get the hell away from me. You get yeah. away from me. Yeah. And it hurts so bad. Yeah, it does. It hurts well, so bad. And it's because of this. It's it's like I can have something on me and I can pop it and it's fine. But like, you know, it's like, oh, that's too much. I'm going to change just, exactly. just a little bit. And okay, that's better. That yeah. doesn't hurt so bad. So, uh, yeah, it's because you're, you're I wonder if it, it's like your pain receptors are firing more like intensely because you you're not in control true yeah i don't know i think so too because you don't know when you don't know when you're doing it yourself you know when the level will stop well you've got another level of feedback which you are creating yeah because you have the feel from your fingers and your face or back or whatever dude only can't pop them on your own back i guess only time in my life i ever had a boil was on my back Mm-hmm. And I remember my buddy, so my wife, this was a long time ago, my wife at this this time, my first wife was not, not a pimple popper. Mm-hmm. She was like, ew. Yeah. So my buddy's wife, I told her about it, and she was like, oh, let me see this. <laughs> she was one of those. And she, she was like, and she, God bless her, she said, I'm not going to pop it. I just want to kind of feel around on it. She lied. She lied through her teeth. Oh, yeah, that's that. You can't believe that. She felt around on it, and then she just freaking janked it. And it, dude, it exploded all over her. It hurt Janked so it. bad. Janked. It, she J-A-N-K-E-D. janked. J-A-N-K-E-D. She janked. janked it. I feel like it's J-Y. Janked. Janked it. Yeah. Janked it. That's that's vocab. That's a vocab lesson right there. Sure. You, you've never heard that word. Add that to your uh, lexicon. Of, Are you Googling janked right now? No, You're typing. I'm, I'm logging back in. Oh, okay. 
it timed out on me. So listen, when I ever do get my teeth pulled, I'm going to tell the dentist, listen, man, if I even feel so much as 1% of pain when this is all over with and I'm healed, I'm going to find you and your family. <laughs> I'm going to murder all of you and bury you in a shallow grave, That buddy. should probably go well for you. And then there'll be a true crime <laughs> podcast talking about, and it'll be called uh, tonight's episode, The Podcaster from Hell. Yeah. That, you know. We're talking about when Joe went to the dentist and killed. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, so shall we carry on, though? Yeah, yeah, carry on. So Cyborg, on the set of the 1989 action thriller Cyborg, Jean-Claude Van Damme. You got it, buddy. Jean-Claude, gosh darn. Gosh darn, yeah, that's a little MST3K lore for you. He accidentally struck fellow actor Jackson Pinckney in the face with a prop knife causing him to lose his left eye. Oh, man. Pinckney sued Van Damme and was awarded $485,000 in damages. Well, I mean, the movie probably made that and more. Oh, for sure. Well, I don't know. It's Cyborg. I mean, that's not one of the better ones. In the 80s, though, wasn't it kind of a big deal for a minute? Cyborg? Know, maybe. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it's a, not Bloodsport or Kickboxer. Lionheart. Or Lionheart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, they all made some money, right? True. Yeah. That's I don't know true. how much. That's true. They all probably made more than they deserved. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, so during in its heyday and when I was a kid, they were awesome. They were all awesome flicks. Yes, but, I loved them. But to watch them now, it's pretty rough. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't age well. No. But you know what did age well? I've been watching it like every day. The X-Men cartoon from like the You've mentioned 90s. that before on here. Yeah, man, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. Now, um, I, I liked all the Avenger stuff. We'll talk comic books just for a minute. I liked all the Avenger stuff. But what I like about X-Men is they explore something that I, and it's, and, and it's realistic. Like, if someone was a mutant, like, and there were mutants, there would be a part of society that would fear what they don't understand and there would be this dynamic between mutants and humans and then some people are like well we're strong mutants like magneto it's like we should rule the world we're we're superior to the people that aren't mutants right and then you'd have a group of mutants that are 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 almost like i consider like muslim people that don't believe in the crazy sharia law version of muslim like they're they're like like let's cut the heads off everyone who doesn't agree with us yeah yeah they're like well we you know we we just want to live in peace you know and then they get a bad rap for the people that are bad you know right, even right. small percentage that are bad so yeah that's in and, and it explores that dynamic and it's it's really cool the way now it's still comic book and people you know you can uh shoot lasers out of your eyes and then that's <laughs> that's not realistic but is I that feel gambit like, yeah, uh, no, that's Cyclops. Oh, yeah. Gambit yeah. has the cards. Oh, that's right, that's right. But I, but I, it it aged well. It's it's you know it's it's well done. Yeah, it really okay. is. Okay. Anyway, all right. Thought I mentioned it. <laughs> Watch uh, X Men the cartoon. Yeah, on Disney Plus. Was that early nineties? What was that? Yeah, early nineties. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of a teenager a little bit. I was probably fourteen when it came out. Fourteen. Okay. So uh, gone in sixty seconds. Two. Oh, okay. Nick Cage? Yes. Okay. This film was a sequel to the first Gone in 60 Seconds, which was filmed in 1974. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, both films were directed by Madman slash Thrill Seeker Toby Halicki. 
If you ever want to hear a great story in Rebel filmmaking, check out the documentary on the making of Gone in 60 Seconds. It's bananas. <laughs> on, I don't know. Sorry. On, <laughs> on August 20th, 1989, Toby was preparing for the most dramatic stunt sequence in the film, and uh, they, were in Buff- they were filming in Buffalo, New York. Wait, that couldn't be Nick Cage, could it? I thought those came out later, the ones with Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, it did. Sorry. Um, I'm slightly inebriated. No, so it's okay. Like, it's, fine. it's fine. Yeah, this was going to be a sequel to Gone in 60 Seconds, the first one from 1974, and it was directed by the original uh, Toby. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, the one with, we will actually talk about the, uh, the Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage later, but that was obviously not directed by Toby Helicki because we're, go- we're about to talk about how he died. Okay. <laughs> he, he he was dead. His ass was dead by that time, okay? Sorry. <laughs> I know, man. I don't know. No, it was, I just like I just like the way he did it. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> they were filming in Buffalo, New York, and the scene was supposed to capture a 160-foot-tall water tower crashed to the ground, okay? So, however, the cable attached to the tower snapped unexpectedly and sheared off a telephone pole, which fell on Hilicki, killing him instantly. The sequel was never completed, but in 1995, Toby's widow, Denise Halicki, partnered with Jerry Bruckheimer, okay, was what we just talked oh, about. Oh, yeah, there we go. And the new Gone in 60 Seconds was born. It was massively popular and grossed close to a quarter b- 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 billion dollars worldwide. So. I thought you were going like, Bobby Sue. I thought, man, why is he singing Ogre's voice? It also ignited a huge affinity for the movie's muscle car star, Eleanor, mm-hmm. a souped-up 1967 Mustang. I said, mm-hmm. I've never seen any of those movies. Oh, you haven't? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. mind you missing mm-hmm. out, boy. Yeah, There's a yeah, goddamn Mustang 1967 fastback. It's got G2 wheels on it, painted gray with black racing stripes. Oh, my God. Uh, Eleanor. I, I like cars, and I like movies, but I don't like car movies, really. Um, oh, for some you, reason, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I like women. I like basketball. I don't like women's basketball. It's like okay, just because it. you like the two things. I get it. It to me, to me, car movies just don't do it. It's always hold you on. Know, when Vin Diesel, people think it's so cool. It's like he goes, "I almost had you," and he goes, "You didn't have your car." Oh, I don't like those car movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like those. those. Well, but, and and if they the the cool thing that they did in those is they did. Sometimes they had muscle cars, and it was like this big, like GTO judge, like racing some kind of Mazda. It's like, come on, get real. I know, I know. Yeah, and the quarter mile sequence takes like forty seconds, <laughs> and any any car worth its weight in salt's gonna finish a quarter mile in like six or seven. I feel like they should have done all those movies with muscle cars. It'd be a lot cooler. And then I, I still probably wouldn't like them. So, do so you know what am I say? I'm going to say right now, here's some car movies. Um, Gumball Rally. No? Yeah. What? The Gumball Rally. Back Ooh. in the 70s, no? no. You got, dude, you got to watch it. Well, I like Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, Smokey and the Bandit. But I was Bandit. a kid. Is another good one? As an adult, I don't think I really like them. I like Car Chase. I like when a movie goes to a car chase, like 007. Okay. Of course, he's got gadgets and stuff. Yeah. But uh, oh, keep going. Here's another crazy. Uh, now, listen, I might. I might have the name wrong, but it's something like, uh, it's like Crazy Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, or D- Crazy Larry, Dirty Mary. Maybe that's that it. That sounds a little. That's familiar. a really good. That's a really good car movie. Yeah. Um. There's a, there's a bunch of oh two lane blacktop. It's got um. It's got James Are you making up movies. No, it's got James Taylor in it. 
Oh, okay. It's got James Taylor and one of the Beach Boys in it, I promise you. It's a really great car, 70s car movie. Really great mm. 70s car. Two-lane well, blacktop. Well, I, I might like those because I like 70s, all things 70s. I might like those. I guess maybe I'm thinking of newer car movies. And they, it's 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 James Taylor and I think Dennis Wilson, one of the Beach Boys, driving around in a 55 uh, Chevy Bel Air, and they just race people, and they pick up this weird hitchhiker girl. And at the very end of the movie, they race like a a 1970 El Camino. Oh, okay. It's just a great, great. If you By love the way, cars, what's this? I've, I'm holding in my hand an El Camino with like jet engines on the back. Is can this I see from the front a movie or can something? Can I see the front of it? That's a 1970 El Camino. I know, it's got but this headlights. is this from a movie? No. Oh, okay. Did you stick the guitar pick in it? I did. Oh, okay. I was going to say it didn't why. come that way. Uh, no, that's just a cool hot wheel. Well, I like, so I guess maybe I don't like car racing movies like uh, like Duel. Of course, it's not really. Oh, Duel's a great movie. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it's Spielberg, like an early Spielberg. Yes. Yeah. Here's another, okay. So, oh, it's so. Any accidents in Duel? Not that I saw. Yeah. It's so ironic that we're bringing up old car movies. Listen, man. Nine, this is not one of the more well-known ones, and it predates, so Christine by Yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, I love that movie. I don't consider that a car movie. I, I do. I consider that a demon well, possession yeah. movie. But I consider it a car movie. Well, I don't know, just because of Christine. Well, but it's a car movie. That came out in 1983. Yeah. Six years previous to that, a movie, and now not many people are going to know this, but it's simply called The Car. Oh, I kind of... Yeah, I, I've never seen it, but I kind of remember. It's about a possess. Well, I say possess. Wait a second. It's about what? Who starred in that movie? Uh, James Brolin. Yeah, I've seen that movie. It's great, isn't that it? That was on Svengoolie. That show. That oh, I really? Saturday. Yeah, that's been on there a okay. few times. That's a yeah. great. It's a great old. So it's a the car. car goes to the the school and the kids are all running around and the yeah. car's like and they run into a graveyard. Yeah, and uh, it won't go in there because it's hallowed ground. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, that's that's a good movie. So little little side fact. That's um, funny. I didn't know you. I didn't know you liked it. I love the yeah, uh, dude. I love old. Now look, that has since went down as like one of the worst movies ever. Like well if, on Rotten Tomatoes and everything. It's a great. It's a great bad movie. It. I don't know. I mean, for me, some of those 70s movies are cool just because all the cars. And I love the, them. Just, you know, the the way the people dress. And it's just kind of like watching now. I mean, sometimes I think of the 70s. It's just It was just a few years ago, but it's been a long time ago. Really. Yes. Even the 80s. I mean, come on. So those of you who, uh, because of my wife, I have watched most of The Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, I've watched, I can't watch a second of that oh, stuff. I I'll watch them with her. I you know that and uh, Grey's Anatomy. I've to, seen every episode. To anyway. me, it's like, what do you what a what do you do? Like you don't do anything. No, they don't. And that drives me crazy. They just are rich and they drink fine wines and they argue. That's all they do. To me, they to me, it's like, like you're walking through a cemetery and you're and you you you're like, you know, oh that. You know, I knew that guy. He was a nice guy, and he helped these people out, and these this people helped these people out, and it's like, I was like, they just don't do anything. <laughs> they don't help anyone. No, they don't. <laughs> They're just they they like drama, and you could say, well, you could say, hey, you like drama. It's like, no, no, I don't. It's just they're being a bitch. Yeah, it's, it's like, just them. Yeah, it's like, well, what? Why do you have anything to do with them if they're always being a bitch? Well, because they're my friend. It's like, wait, 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 wait. You, you know, like no. you got to, you got to no. distance themselves. Yeah. Well, then I couldn't keep up with what they're doing. It's like, oh, okay. See, you know, it's like, yeah. like you can avoid trouble and not be drama if you didn't like drama. Now I had not too recently, but I had someone, 
try to start some drama with me in a text and I texted back the first reply to the text was I don't do drama. And they're like, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, this isn't drama. It's like, oh, is that why you sent that to me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't me. No, but I mean, uh, but then I was like, I looked into that because I was like, wait a second. And it, and it went away. It just faded away. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I accidentally did something awesome. <laughs> I, I started in the very beginning and said, I don't do drama. Like the first reply. I just don't. And then they realized it was like, oh, you know. And now, it helps now, if, if you I really don't. It, if I liked it, would I ever write that? No. I would never write that because no. it would probably end it. Because I was, you know, there are people and I've known them and mostly, I'm sorry guys, but it's true. It's women that are like, I just don't like drama. And you hear those people and you're like, those, some of the people that I've heard say that are the most drama horny people I've ever yeah. met that just get yeah. off on drama constantly. And I'm like, do you not know yourself? Do you not know who you are? You love, you live on drama. Well, I you think, can't survive without it. So like, okay. I, I think of it like this. Let me let me do the positive spin and the negative spin. So let's say you own your own business and all of a sudden you get busy and, and the phone's ringing off the hook and, you, and like there's two or three of you that own your own small business and like you're, you're dealing with it, you're stressed out a little bit, but you're dealing with the customers and like, but, but you love your small business and you love what you're doing. Right. And then when you go home, you're like, that feels good. I had a lot of things, had a lot of fires, put out those fires and my business continues. I don't care what business it is, you know? Right, right. That's the positive spin because you're actually doing some productive. Now, and you kind of, you like that. You like that drama, but but it's, it's, it's you like it because you, you resolved it. I think some people still like it and they like the adrenaline rush of, rush of the drama. I think so But too. it's like they don't want to, they're not trying to put the fire out. Right. They're stoking it. Yeah. And to yep. me, it's like two sides of the same coin. I mean, one, one group is that's necessary drama and you, and you don't want it. And the other people it's unnecessary drama and they want it. So it's like, you probably have the same feeling in the moment, but you're not trying to get rid of it. Like exactly. The, like, you know, I, I don't know that, that that's all super obvious stuff, but I feel like a lot of things in life are pretty obvious. Yes. If you just look back. Sure. Like, okay, and, and for those of you wondering why I brought up the Real Housewives out of nowhere. Oh, sorry that I. No, no, no. It's okay. I brought them up because the two children, the two little girls that play the daughters of James Brolin in that film from 1977 called The Car are Kim and Kyle Richard. And uh, they are on the Real Housewives. Mm. Yeah, they. I don't. I don't know if they have like super successful acting careers, but anyway, they're on the real. They're on the Real Housewives now. Are used so to the, be, so probably the best thing they've ever done is a movie everyone hates. Probably so, but yeah. I liked the movie. I liked it. I liked yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. I liked it. Good. Me too. Yeah. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. Boom. There's a scene in the movie where this guy's. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Is playing like a, a French horn, and this old uh, man comes out, and he's like, stop that! It's a tuba, isn't it? No. He goes, stop that, or I'll shove that bugle up your ass so far when you fart, it'll play music. Oh, and the, that's right. I and the guy that. says, it's impossible, because it's a French horn. Oh, that's right. And then the old man walks inside, and the kid goes, imagine that. Every time I farted, it played music. And then he starts, <laughs> it's Did so that funny. guy get creamed by oh, the yeah. car? The car came right after that, came along, and he sticks his thumb out to hitchhike. Yeah. And the car runs over him. Wait, so, why yeah. was he hitchhiking and playing it? What would that... 
I don't know. It doesn't explain. He's just sitting outside this guy's to me, house. The, to me, the rule in the movie should have been that the old guy gets it. Like, you, have you noticed, and they talk about this in movies, even in Scream, like a lot of times in scary movies and stuff, the people that deserve to die, not that they, they deserve to die, but like there's a reason why people die sometimes. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, this person does this and you see their crappy character and then they go around the corner and then the, the killer's there to kill them. You yeah. Know? It's like, so I feel like the old man should have died after he said that. I think movies are satisfying like that because real life is not like that. Yeah, like in the that's movies, true. That's true. shitty people get got. Like they get what they deserve. Sure. And I think we love that so much and it yeah. feels so satisfying because in real life that doesn't happen. I'm sorry, people. I would love to believe that karma exists, but I don't think it does. Yeah. Anyway, you ready well, to move on? It kind of does in a way. Because if you go through your life crappy and not building meaningful relationships, a lot of time you end up like lonelier than the average person that actually did. It was nice. And so like you, you're in a way, it's karma in a way, right? Okay. Yeah, I because can see you, that. you can't have that as much as other people have like good friends, good like. I mean, I'm not saying if you're crappy people, you'll never have friends, but what I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's at least somebody in your life. You would hope that they wouldn't be crappy too. That way they could have, you know, you gotta have friendship. Oh, sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe that does exist in some plane. In some way. Yeah. yeah. I just want it to. So I made it. <laughs> it is a nice idea. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. The idea of karma. Well, uh, yeah, but you, you know what you just did to me and it happens to everyone it happens to you. Whenever somebody says it's a nice idea, it's really they're saying, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's just a really nice way. That's a nice idea. Yep. It's a nice idea. <laughs> but hey, I understand because I, I kind of think it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish it wasn't, but it is. Yeah. Okay. Keep rolling, sir. So the return of the three mosquitoes. While filming the return of the three musketeers on location in Toledo, Spain, <laughs> on September 19th, 1988, Actor Roy Kinnear fell from his horse and broke his pelvis. Horses and helicopters. I'm telling horses can suck it. I don't like them at all. They scare me. My son would be so mad at you. Well, horses. you know, just, okay, horses are cool, but as long as you're not riding them, riding them at all, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like, you're probably, uh, if you're on a ladder, you know, that's why OSHA exists to some degree. If you're on a ladder, there's a tendency to fall off that ladder and hurt yourselves. So you have to have like safe ladders. Yeah. Well, you're on an elevated position on a horse and bad things happen when you fall, you know? It's I've like- never liked horses. My first wife loved horses and we always had a one or two and I have personally watched her get bucked off more than once Yeah, and get, you know, landed on the ground and get the air knocked out of her while the horse was still bucking inches away from her head, almost killing her. Well, look at it from a horse, a whore. look a whore. at it from a horse's point of view, like why do we get to ride them around and stuff? Yeah, I don't. Maybe why do yeah. we get? You know, maybe it's come a on. Power struggle. Yeah, but I mean, it's like just because they have a back that's like curved, perfect that her legs can fit around. Like, why do we need to be up there, dude? Especially now. Like, I get it. I have f- good friends that love horsemanship and all that stuff. My daughter does. Yeah, but it's like, come on. Why do we deserve that? We've had cars and since let's the not early even, 1900s. Let's not even start about horse racing. Oh, I know. Oh. oh, you've gotten on that tangent before. I know, I know. You, Ivan not feels really we, strongly about not it. Not only do we beat them, we gamble on who can beat their horse the best. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's still a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The last straw for me was when my, my baby girl was born and she was only like a year old. 
and and my my uh, and my first wife put her on the back of a horse, but was still holding her, but was she was still there, and she's like, "It'll be okay." And then the horse bucked, and yeah. thankfully my my ex wife had a hold of her and plucked yeah. her off. But then I was like. I'm, that's it. I'm done. Every horse in the world could be shot in the face, and I wouldn't care. <laughs> Screw all horses. Misplace, I hate them. Misplace anger, sir. I know. It, it, it what I think is the horse is like, hey, I don't want this kid on me. Yeah, true, true. And, true. I, and I have my own rights as being a living, breathing being. You know? Yeah. That I thought, get it. That, that exact thought. Horses are cool. <laughs> they have big old weird asses, though, that look too too similar to human asses, and hey. it makes me feel weird. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It's really, I think your horse aggression is is fueled by the way humans have treated those horses. Maybe so. I think it's kind of a human thing. I don't think it's a horse thing. Okay. Like, think about a horse running through a field in a wild. I mean, it's hard to be mad at that horse. That's cool. Unless they run their wiener out. <laughs> My God, have That's you ever seen I that? the line. No, it's insane. <laughs> It is insane. Oh, wait a second. I'm going to analyze no, you, sir. No, don't tell me I'm jealous. <laughs> don't you go there. I'm not jealous. Yeah. Nope. No, 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 no. But it is is it is enough to make you be like, well, that's inappropriate. <laughs> that's inappropriate. Now you're woke. Now you're a wokey. <laughs> You know, I know you like that horse, but one time I was out in the field and his thing was hanging out. <laughs> it's like I, I think I think we should cancel him, I dude. Think we should can- I think we should cancel Mister Ed's show. It's like <laughs> comically large. It's like not even. It's not even normal. It shouldn't. It's not no. even fair. No. No, I didn't say if that. If there is a God, how come they... No, I don't know. No, dude, if you ever saw it, it's... And they... Dude, it's... it's No, I'm it not It can't gonna... be unseen if you've ever... Yeah. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. You're but just... I mean, but per capita, like, they're bigger than us anyway. Right? Per capita? Well, not per capita, you, but... That doesn't... <laughs> but, like, if you weighed... If you weighed that part of a horse and, and weighed that part of us and, like, divided it by our weight... It might be about the same ratio. Oh, okay. Because you look at a lady horse and you're like, oh, to get pregnant, do they need do they need something inseminated into their chest cavity? Because my God, that just looks a little excessive. But anyway, let's get away from this. I don't want to do this anymore. Let's get away from this. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Joe does not like horses. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like anything about them. So listen, we were t- <laughs> talking about the return of the three musketeers, right? <laughs> Can we go back from this? <laughs> I said actor Roy Kinnear, and uh, anyone listening is probably like, oh, who the hell? Who cares? Roy Kinnear, um, everyone has seen the original uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yes. He was the father of Veruca Salt. He was oh, Mr. Salt. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That was him. I had a crush on that girl when I was a kid. Oh, I did you? she was really Veruca? Hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you just like domineering women? No. Or was it just her? I don't know. I can't remember what I liked about her. I wonder. But I remember feast. we got a school and like we had a notebook my friends and i where we all wrote down our crushes like our hollywood crushes and our crushes in our class and it was like if anyone ever gets their hands on this we're Ooh. in trouble and uh but anyway that was on that was mine ivan was like i'll give you a bean feast <laughs> i'll give you a golden goose you naughty little minx you are a bad egg <laughs> <laughs> i'll crack that egg you, yeah you oh yeah dirty little okay anyway whoa whoa <laughs> 
Yours was the Full House girl. Yeah, Stephanie. Yeah. 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 I did. I had a crush on her. I yeah, care. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So after uh, Roy was taken to the hospital in Madrid, it was discovered that he was also suffering from internal bleeding after following off this damn horse. <laughs> <laughs> As a result of his trauma, Kinnear suffered a fatal heart attack the next day, leaving this world at just 54 years of age. Hey, he could have had a heart attack anyway. Don't blame the horse, man. I Come blame on. the horse. I blame... You got. You have no solid data to prove that he wouldn't have had the heart attack anyway. I blame horses for everything. I blame him for 9-11. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> World War One. Yeah, some horse kicked the side of the Titanic before it went out, and it weakened the metal. Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> and then when the iceberg came around, it was already, you know, I don't know. You want one of these? No, I'm good, man. Should I stop? Hey, there's a horse on that beer that you're drinking. Oh, there is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn. <laughs> Enjoy. Should I stop? No, keep going, you man. You be honest. Am I no, good? No, man. Okay. You're good. Okay. You're good. So let's move on. The Sword of Tipu Sultan. Even though you almost certainly haven't heard of this historical made-for-TV drama, what? <laughs> Filmed in India in 1989. <laughs> you, 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 Joe went back deep and he he searched the deep web for this one i did i've never heard anything these movies where you, i i'm afraid at the end you're gonna be like hey you know what april fools <laughs> i made up all these movies in today's except for poltergeist they're all real no, keep going keep going the sword of tipu sultan an indie if indian and i mean like india from india made oh, for, made for tv indie. drama in 1989 okay. that's, not, that's why none of us have no i got it. you yeah um not in numbers of viewership or awards it broke records not in numbers of viewership or awards i won't drink anymore after this podcast I promise. <laughs> but in deaths the sword of tipu sultan experienced more onset deaths than any other film in history whoa it's a guinness world book winner yes or loser a fire broke out in the studio. 62 cast and crew members lost golly their 62 Lost what year was life. this? 1989. I blame wood paneling. <laughs> you seriously, that stuff. If you were, if you wanted to make a campfire or something, you had some of that. You could break into little pieces. Man, that stuff would go up like that, You're and true. everyone had it everywhere back in the 80s. Yeah, and anyway. horses. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> Somehow, horses were to blame for this, and helicopters, and helicopters, horses, helicopters, and paneling. That's our trifecta of evil. Horses, helicopters, paneling. You stay away from them three. That's like the trinity of evil. Hey, by the way, wallpaper's coming back. I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that sucks. Yeah. I've done wallpaper before. (laughs) I have too. I'm going to put that with my paneling thing. I don't like it. Do you not like paneling? I just don't. I mean, it's unsafe. I haven't really done wallpaper. You're not allowed to have it in the school. Do you know that? No. Yeah, you're not allowed to have it. It's that... Oh I'm yeah, saying, think about think wow. about how flammable that is. It is very flammable. Yeah. I haven't done wallpaper, but do you know the border that just goes yeah. up? Or, oh yeah. So when our first we haven't done it here, but in a, I guess maybe this was big in the early two thousands, but in our first house that just I ever had the border. Just had the border. Yeah. Every room had we put the wallpaper border up yeah. at the top. That's probably not too bad. But the but what it is is like if you get wallpaper that has some kind of pattern. Then when you put up one sheet, you put up the next. You got to match that gotta pattern. Match that pattern. <laughs> Damn it all to hell! 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, I helped do a bunch of it when I was a kid. Hashtag but. match that pattern. <laughs> Hashtag right. Dawn of Mantis. That's right. <laughs> Even the film's director, Sanjay Khan, suffered serious burns and had to endure 72 surgeries over 13 months to continue. To re- recover, sorry, seventy-two what surgeries. What was this movie about? Do you have seventy-two surgeries in thirteen months? That's like twenty-four surgeries a month. Well, Not burns, really, but. burns are, you know, skin, skin grafts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the movie. I don't know what it was about. It just said it was a historically made, um, t- made for TV drama. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what it was about exactly. Yeah. So this next movie though is the is one that um people have actually heard of. Okay. So that might be interesting. <laughs> no, the other one was too. I mean, especially if it was number one for the most most deaths. 62 deaths. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. This No one died in this movie that I'm aware of, but someone was. A main character was injured in this movie um, early on, and they had to incorporate his injury into the script. Oh, wow. The movie is The Fugitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this? I know all about this. Okay. Yep. The, the, the person injured was Harrison Ford. Yep. Um, he injured his leg while filming a scene early mm-hmm. on. Um, what makes this interesting is that Ford refused to have surgery to fix his leg until after filming. So that made filmmakers go back to the drawing board and they gave his character a limp. Yeah, that's why his character crazy. has the limp. Yeah. yeah. So at least for the limp and the cane that wasn't acting, he was mm-hmm. legitimately injured. Hey, okay. So now that you brought that up, uh-huh. uh, Hell, I'll I'll do some uh, positive uh, PR for helicopters. Oh, sure. I've heard this Not my horses, whole life. but helicopters. I, I want to know if this is true. I'm pretty sure it's true. Okay. He's a pilot, helicopter pilot. Harrison is, yes. And he's, he's done search and rescue and things like that. Oh, I didn't know that. And he's saved a life I didn't as know that. a pilot. At least really? one time. Yeah. Yep. Harrison Ford has. That's badass. That's pretty cool because in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, you know, they're crashing in the guys in, in the uh, Kate... Capshaw, I think that's your name, right? I don't know. Anyway, she's like, can you fly a plane? And he's like, no, can you? You know, remember that? Yeah, I do. I do remember that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, he's a pilot. He saved a life. That's crazy. From a helicopter. One of those dreaded. Why do do these famous people, he don't need the cheddar. He don't need the money. Why do they do this shit on the side? Is it because they they just kind of don't get as much fulfillment? Well, because they're real people too. So, I mean, you know, just like. You know, something random will pop on her head like, hey, I'm going to build a treehouse. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I would just say you're just a person. So he's just, he's interested by that and that's something he feels like he wants to do. So, yeah. This is true. Um, uh, 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 oh, bon, no, not Bon Jovi. What's that 80s? Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, David Lee Roth. Yeah. From Van Halen, lead singer, for a long time, was an EMT responder in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. On top of that. Steven Seagal, Steven some motherfucking Gall, was in New Orleans as like a sheriff for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top of that, I just read a story the other day where this guy like rolled his car down a hill and of the crew that showed up to save him, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno, who played uh He uh, ripped the, the door off, <laughs> pulled him out. Yeah. Somebody make me angry first so I can summon up the strength to do this. So Bob Saget has a story where him and uh, the guy that played Uncle Joey, not Joey, the 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 rock star. John Stamos? Yeah. What was his name in the show? Jesse. Jesse. Katsopoulos. They were driving somewhere and this car started swerving. Have you heard this story? No. I forgot where I heard this, but they were 
driving somewhere in this car in front of them started swerving left and right and then went into the ditch and flipped over and it's this lady she is in there by by herself oh my god and so they pulled over right you know they're not first responders but they were the first to respond haha <laughs> so <laughs> i was like haha haha it fits I, it's so cool when it actually fits into what we we're saying so they ran out and ran down and uh stamos is on one side uh, Bob Saget was on the other side and they were knocking on the window, like asking her if she was okay. And the, I think they helped her out. But the story was, can you imagine you wreck and you look to your left? There's uncle Danny. You look to your right. There's uncle Jesse. I mean, he, she had to think like, Oh no, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. Where's Joey Gladstone. Cause <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. Cut it out. I'm Cut dead. It out. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, um, uh, Ivan has stepped out just for a moment. This is a very unorthodox episode, and I uh, I don't really apologize because it just is what it is, and maybe it adds to the appeal of this whole thing, uh, uh, you know, with the, with the chickens and the dogs and, and the weird breaks that we've uh, been taking here and there. Uh, maybe it adds to the appeal, and it makes this, this ride a little bit more fun for, for uh, all of you. But uh, while Ivan is out, I'd just like to tell everyone that's listening, thank you for coming along on this journey with us. It's been almost two years next month. I think August 31st, I believe, will be two years. Ivan's coming back in now carrying a dog. (laughs) I love it. It'll be two years next month. And I really, uh, you know, we've built up quite an audience in two years. It's really cool. It's, It's been great. It's only getting funner by the day. Um. Uh, hopefully, we're a little better at it now than we were two years ago. What do you think, man? This isn't fun. It's a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to be fired. Oh. I keep saying who's going to fire? You're the boss. We're the bosses. I'm the co-boss. I could be outvoted because you could be like one vote fired and be like, "What's your vote?" It'd be like second vote fired. Oh. It's like, oh no, wait. That's the only way, right? Voted the, voted the wrong way. Because I'm only fifty percent of this. And Joe's like. Well, you already said it now, so you're gone. <laughs> Get all your stuff. I was just telling everyone thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. You know, since since we lost... If I get fired, I'm taking one of these dogs with me. Go probably, ahead. Probably Ziggy. Take Ziggy for sure. Yeah, yeah. Take him for God. Please, God, yes. <laughs> Look at him right now. He's like having a seizure. He's, dude, he's got one paw in the grave and the other on a banana peel. This dog is older than Methuselah, like he farts powder. I just, like, so old. I just like that his tongue always hangs out. It's That's just, because he has no teeth. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, probably. No, he, not, he has one tooth. He has this probably, one good tooth. He probably has to, like, you know, moisten it, and then it hangs back out, and it dries, and it's always a constant. Look, full disclosure. Like if it was my dog, I'd probably have a little spray bottle, like a... And then every once in a while, spray the tongue. If he if he forgets <laughs> to put it back in his mouth for too long, it turns kind of brown. Yeah. I'm not joking. Poor guy. Yeah, he's just so old. Yeah. He's so old. All right, so you ready to carry on? Yeah, carry on. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Here we go. Here we go. Maybe we'll do something special. for. I was just telling, reminding the audience that um, and at the end of August will be our two-year anniversary Ooh. since the first episode of Dawn of Mantis was uploaded. How cool is that? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, right, here we go. That's awesome. Time flies. Uh, now, the next movie we're going to talk about is maybe one of the more... I mean, Poltergeist was huge. This is... For people listening now, this might be one of the, the ones that more so triggers your memory synapses. Okay. The Crow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of was talking about this early. Earlier. Okay. 
Well, of all the on-set film deaths we cover in this three-part series, uh, I'm betting the death of Brandon Lee on the set of The Crow is probably the most well-known. Yeah. On March 31st, 1993, Lee was filming a scene in which his character was arriving home to find a group of thugs sexually assaulting his girlfriend. At this point, one of the thugs, played by actor Michael Massey, fired a pistol at Lee, who was supposed to be impervious to bullets, right? Because the the crow was already dead and yada yada. Sure. However, when Lee screamed out in pain and fell to the floor, clutching his abdomen, the crew instantly knew something had gone terribly wrong. Yeah. He was rushed to the new Hanover Regional Medical Center in Wilmington, North Carolina, where six hours of emergency surgery was performed. However, Lee's wounds were too severe, and he was pronounced dead at 1.03 p.m. He was just 28 years old. Yeah, terrible. I remember a kid I went to school with named Robert dressed up like the crow uh, during Halloween, and we had like a a costume contest. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it was the saddest goddamn thing I've ever seen or remember where like kids would be following up next is John Templeton with uh, dressed as one of the Ghostbusters. And they would play the Ghostbusters theme music and he would just like dance across the stage. Yeah. Like that was we had that. Yeah. So this one was like up next is Robert so-and-so dressed as the crow and everyone. He was my buddy, uh, kind of. And everyone kind of hated this kid. And he walked across the stage and everybody was kind of booing and he stopped and he like looked towards the crowd and then he just walked back off stage. And uh, what really, I know, it doesn't Was it cool? Sense. Not really. Oh, okay. And, and what, was, what was really terrible was there was this kid, and I don't remember his name because he was a few grades above me, <clears throat> but he had slightly crossed eyes. So he walked out on stage. Up next is, you know, Johnny Pendersnatch or whatever his name was. And he had a black, like a, a ring of black drawn across one eye. His left eye, Lopez. <clears throat> no, oh. Lisa left eye. I think she was still alive back in the 90s. Yeah. That's when this was. And then he had a shirt with the letter P drawn on it. So he was a black eyed P. Okay. So he walked across and he was like, you know, the, the, the guy announcing was like, this is Freddie Picklebutt as John, you know, the black eyed P. And someone said, more like cross-eyed P, because he was slightly cross-eyed, and he hung his you head and ran off stage. Son of a! I also remember there was another you kid. Son of a! During the talent show, this other kid was supposed to do his impersonation of Steve Urkel. Yeah. Up next is you know Freddie Tendercrack with his impersonation of Steve Urkel. So he ran out, and he started to do it, and he didn't do it, and he just ran off stage. He couldn't do it. No, he he chickened out. Did and I remember. I do that? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember later on. And I've told you this story. Did you before. know that show? By the way, little quick, little quip right here. Not a quip, but I don't know. Quip uh, pro pro. You know that wasn't supposed to star Steve Urkel. It was. He was supposed to be a, be a zany guy that came in every once in a while. But people just love that little bastard so much yeah. with his little suspenders and big glasses. Yeah, and he Did became. I do that? Yeah, he became the star of the show, and every episode had to have him. There were some early episodes. I think I think I read this, or I just knew this from somehow. And you could probably confirm it because you watched the Friday night. Uh, thank God, at TGIF. TGIF. Uh, early episodes. There were episodes that didn't have him in it very much, at yeah. all, or if at all. And it was like what. What's going on? Where I'm is, wearing you down, Urkel, Laura. Urkel, yeah. I'm wearing you down. I'm wearing you down. And hey, you know what? I like to see Verkel. I mean, I can't make fun of Jaleel him. Jaleel White? Yeah, yeah. And remember he had the straight laced? He played the straight laced. Stefan Urkel. Stefan, yeah. Yeah, give yeah. me a break. Yeah. 
anyway, uh, back in the day, I loved all that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. wait. What was I? What was I? What were we talking about before that? What led us to that? I had something I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel bad now. No, that's okay. What led us to Steve Urkel and I'm talking about the the guy that got up there and he couldn't? He was going <laughs> to yes. The end of that story was later on. Eureka! I found that guy and I was like, "Man, what happened?" And he was like, "I just got nervous, but they t- they gave me ten tokens for bravery." <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget that in my life. They gave me ten tokens for bravery. <laughs> Whatever that means, I remember him saying that. I'll never forget. I was in high school. There's this guy that we went to high school with. They came up with an announcement and they were like. The winner of the contest. I forgot what contest it was. But they were like, I don't want to say the guy's name. I want to make up a name. Sure. But they said, the winner for the contest for the free haircut from the local whatever cut crowd <laughs> is John Davidson. Yeah. And, uh, and like, you know, they thought it'd be a big deal. But my friends and I, every time we saw that guy, there were like 12 of us that did it. And I don't feel like we're... I don't know. I'm not super proud of this, but it was funny. We always said, hey, John, did you get that free haircut? <laughs> like every time. And it got to where like a bunch of people started doing that to this oh. guy. I feel bad. Did you get that free haircut? Did he hate it? Did he make Oh, yeah. This guy hated it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad. You got to hope it's not like on Billy Madison where he ever Rats comes up list. with a kill list and yeah. then puts on his his lipstick. Yeah. He writes Ivan. What if he was like a serial killer and he's so I'm saying, scalped, man, he like scalped everyone that did. I'll it. get your free haircut. I'll get everyone's free haircut. Here's a free haircut. <laughs> the Phantom Barber of Pascagoula. Yeah. That actually happened. And we did a Dawn of Mantis did an episode on that. Look back just a few episodes and you'll see. It. Oh, those idiots. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard they're sexy, though. <laughs> sexy idiots. And they have big horsemen. Idiots. Ready? Yeah, they 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 would like you to think that. An investigation found I heard they're hung like hung like Tic Tacs. Is actually, I an investigation <laughs> found that a bullet from a previous dummy round had gotten lodged in the barrel of the Smith and Wesson Model Six Twenty Nine Forty Four Magnum Revolver. Jesse, no, Michael Massey had. Yeah, used, that's that's what I was going to ask. What? How that happened? But that when I brought that up earlier, so yeah. it was a it was a part of a casing, right. shell casing, and then when they put the blank in behind it, the blank had enough force, I guess, to to dislodge that, and it acted as if it was almost a real bullet, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. When the gun was fired, the blank went off. The bullet fired from the gun with nearly the same force as a live round. <laughs> uh, where the where the well, hell? yeah, because yeah, it, it accelerated it out of there, right? Yeah, and then that's that's what happened, you know. And that was the rumors of a Lee curse because of how Bruce Lee died. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I won't get into that now, but if you are so inclined to uh, look up the, the the Bruce Lee curse, it's pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this cool. next, I don't know if you've ever heard of this little film, <laughs> but it was only the biggest film of all time for a little while, and maybe still Titanic. Oh, I thought you were saying Jurassic Park. Nope, Jim Cameron, James Cameron. Jimmy Cameron. Yep. <laughs> Little we, we, Jimmy we, Cameron. We had it at James. Little Jimmy Cameron. 
little blonde, blue-eyed bastard used to ride his huffy past my house in the late 60s throwing newspapers at my door for <laughs> nine cents an hour. I thought, this guy's never going to amount to nothing. Never, Who knows? He went on to direct Titanic and, and E.T. He's a very... <laughs> he's a very uh, he's been on e. Mythbusters. He's a very pro-science guy. He's really cool. He's a really cool guy. He likes the, to go down deep in, in, the, in, yeah. in the things in the ocean. Yeah, he does. He does. He, yeah, it's awesome. He's an awesome guy. And he but, didn't... He didn't direct E.T. I know that. <laughs> I was just for people yelling at. No, they they are yelling at it. Yeah, for different reasons. He didn't direct E.T. <laughs> so listen, on the I'm I'm gonna suck it. I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna suck it up. I should have finished that sentence. <laughs> I'm gonna suck it. I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna suck it up. Is what I meant to say. I'm gonna get it together. Suck it up, Buttercup. Listen, the Titanic did not have, as far as I know. Well, I mean, it did have a few injuries, but it didn't have any deaths. But okay. Something absolutely hilarious did happen on the set of the Titanic. Okay. So the 1997 blockbuster had its fair share of injuries while filming, including several actors um, actors who were direct um, who were injured while falling from the ship. I see that look on your face, Ivan. I'm going to get through this. It's okay. Kate Winslet even got pneumonia. From being in the frigid water too long, so the wa- if you jump in those waters, it's like a thousand knives. Yeah, that's what I heard somebody say. Poking y'all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Diesel. Your little red Diesel just bastard. went over to some notes and like fluffed them up to, to lay down on them. He's so goddamn cute. Look at you. I love you, little buddy. Are you a good? Look, yeah, you see, dig around those notes. Yeah, it's okay. Make a bed out of them. It's not like we're recording something. Lay down, buddy. Good boy. There you go. Oh, <laughs> he's still doing it. Wait, let's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Diesel's my old Pomeranian for anyone who doesn't know. Lay down, buddy. Lay down, Lay Bubba. Down. It's all you good. Can do it. Lay down. It's one goddamn piece of paper on the floor. Lay down on it. Why Why are you still scratching at it? Jesus God. It's not comfortable. No, he's still doing it. You ever just can't get comfortable? I guess not. Look at this guy. Lay down, bro. Anyway, whatever. Somebody get the guy a little pillow. So um, the water that they were in was legit super ass cold. I mean, like she legitimately got pneumonia from being in that water. Yeah. Um, But the incident I want to talk about occurred in Nova Scotia and it had nothing to do with water. Okay. It was the... It was the final night of shooting, and the cast and crew took a break and sat down to a huge meal that included a tub of delicious clam chowder. As everyone finished eating and returned to the set, people started to feel fuzzy and confused. Something was wrong, Ivan. No, <laughs> That clam chowder was tainted. <laughs> no one was getting any work done, and suddenly it was apparent that something was very wrong. The culprit was eventually narrowed down to the clam chowder. All who had eaten it was high. Why? The clam chowder was discovered to have been spiked with PCP. Whoa. I'm not joking. Whoa. Who 80. such thing? I don't guess they ever found out, but 80 cast and crew, including Bill Paxton and James Cameron, were rushed to the hospital where staff unsuccessfully attempted to control the crazy horde until the drugs wore off the next morning. I'm starting to yell now. I'm getting inebriated. So, yeah. So. Well, that's not right, though. I know why you're so passionate about this. You don't do that. You don't spike the You just counter. don't. No. Come on. What are you? The kids from Back to the Future? <laughs> About the punch bowl, the guy that wears 3D glasses when he's not in a 3D movie. Yeah, what, what was idiot. With, what was with that? Guy? That was a thing people would do, I guess. Man, there was a lot of weird things in the 80s. I like to see everything in red and green. 
Do you remember when? <laughs> do you remember back in the eighties when kids would wear sweats and they would roll them up to their knees, just to their knees? Yeah, I used to think that was so cool. Now I don't know that I ever did. I did. I'm sorry. I I took the I bit the carrot. I did. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I bit the carrot on a lot of things. I used to I used to uh, want a mullet too, and thank Christ in heaven. Business my, in the front, party in the back. Yes, but my parents would never let me. They made me. I wore a. I wore a flat top all through school. That's better than a mullet. Thank God. I remember one time they forgot to take me to the barber for a while, and I'll never forget the hair in the back. Oh, it yeah. got long enough to where if I wore a shirt with a collar, I could kind of feel the oh, hair yeah. on the collar. Yeah. And I remember sitting and when they forced me to go to church. I remember sitting in church being like, "Oh, I'm so close to a mullet," but like, I wasn't at all. He's like kind of flicking the mane out. Yes. Hey, you notice my curls back there? But Curling thank, up over around my hat? Yeah, thank God my parents made me have a, a high-top fade throughout my life. I, hey, you know, I knew some people with mullets, and, and I think they're okay as long as you're not relying on it too much. If you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. You know, it really, really, if you think about it in the scheme of things, it's just a haircut, just like any other haircut. It's just a haircut. But it's just, you know, it's weird. I hung out with a guy who had a mullet. You know what his name was? What? Theo Vaughn. Oh, Billy Ray Cyrus? No, Theo Vaughn. <laughs> no, 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 a cool no. guy with a mullet. I was just thinking of the famous other famous people with mullets. Oh, that's true. Um, I feel like that's part of his act. I feel like that's yeah. kind of like Bert without the shirt. You know? Oh, Theo? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know why he did that. He's a he's such a handsome guy. And he has this hockey from the like hockey player from the eighties mullet going yeah. on. But you know, I feel what? like it's part of the still handsome. I feel like it's part of it. Maybe so. Yeah. Nevertheless, uh, whatever the case may be, he's a super nice guy. I got to hang out with him for several super hours. Funny. One yeah. So anyway, um, as far as the Titanic uh, PCP thing goes, one crew member recalled, "We all got put in these cubicles with the curtains around us, but no one wanted to stay in their cubicles because they were on PCP." Everyone was out in the aisles and jumping into other people's cub- cubicles. I almost said cuticles, but that, that's your fingernails. People had a lot of energy. Some were in wheelchairs, flying down hallways. I mean, everyone was so high, she said. <laughs> so they gave us this drink that had charcoal in it to remove the toxins. Toxins. Did it work? By sunup, we had started to come down. People were playing hacky sack. <laughs> It did work. It took all night to work, but yeah. it worked. The next day we were fine. All night long. Which uh, you would have been anyway. So I guess that, you know. Yeah, why drink charcoal if it's just going to Well, I mean, I, I could see the, you know, charcoal's a filtering thing. Maybe I could see it like attaching to some of the toxins and you pass it. I don't know. I could see that. Is it through your duke or through your pee? Mm, through your duke, right? Well, I mean, uh, your you your pee is filtered <laughs> blood. It's your 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 kidneys are filtering out um like stuff out of your blood that doesn't belong and then that's going into your bladder and you, then you're going, you're going oh out. so your kidneys first and then your bladder yeah your bladder your bladder plays second fiddle and I then think, passes is it that on right out. yeah i think that's so right. it's kidneys bladder wiener <laughs> or vulva whoever um, you are in, in a technical sense yes <laughs> yes sir that's that's actually uh that was the the nomenclature we like to use when we talk about um, it was penis, but uh, here in the two thousands we're going to wiener. Oh, dude! Look, let's just take a sidebar. <laughs> let's take a look. Listen, no, we never do this. Pull your car over, put it in park, light a cigarette, put on some moody blues, nights in white satin, and listen to this sidebar. Are you ready? 
Mm-hmm. You said the word penis, and that made me think of this mother effing bizarre ass. It was like a a PSA, uh, little short weird film that was made. I think it was in the eighties, and it was made to help children understand how to tell an adult if they had been molested. Okay, where on the doll did they touch you? Exactly. Okay. There's a guy sitting on a slide with a guitar. And he's talking about the our 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 swimsuit places and the proper words for them. Uh huh. It it is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. But he's playing the guitar and he goes, <laughs> "The word is penis is the proper word for that part that's down below in front." And then he goes, "It's I, he goes through all of them. He goes, I don't want to say all the. It's it makes you feel it's catchy. It makes you feel weird. It, it makes, makes you feel weird. And he even says breasts breasts." We have them on our chest, boys and girls both, but girls are slightly different. It's a, a dude. I've, you know, I feel like they're taking a, they're just, you know, that could be something that helped a kid. They just took a stab at it. There's like, let's throw this out. It may help a kid, you know? Hopefully Can't fault it did. for that. It was awkward as but hell. probably most kids feel like you, and <laughs> it didn't help them and they laughed. No, it just made me feel odd. I've, but I feel laughter is a defense mechanism. So even if you laughed at it, you probably laughed and learned, sir. Laughter is a defense mechanism. Yeah. Like if some big strong man came up to you and was like, Ivan, I'm going to make you my personal plaything. You'd just like, be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I would laugh like the fish from SpongeBob, the one at the beach. <laughs> the surfer. Yeah. Where, what are we talking about? <laughs> Jesus, God. Laughter is a defense mechanism. Let's keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. ready for the next movie? Yes. The next movie is called The Messenger. Okay. <clears throat> this 2002 Russian film starred actor and director Sergei Bodrov Jr. I knew that guy. On September 20th, 2002, Sergei and 20, oh no, 42, dyslexia again, 42 crew members we're finishing the second day. The second day. Oh, not good. I know. Of shooting on location on North Ossetia Alania. And if that is not pronounced right, you can suck it because I don't I don't speak this language. On that day. <laughs> I don't even speak English. Really. I don't barely. The Kolka Glacier partially collapsed. Colo- yeah. Causing what um, would become known as the Kolka Karmadon Rock Slide. And that's a thing you can Google. Um, this killed all 43 people as it careened down the mountain slide. So basically everyone associated with the movie. Do you dead. know about this thing that you can have if you're a skier, a backpack where if there's an avalanche, you pull like a cord and these big balloon things balloon out. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So like if you take like take a cup and put sand and rocks in it yeah, and then like take a uh, styrofoam and like tear up the styrofoam into little pieces and throw it into the thing and mix it with a like a stick yeah like in a cup i've done that okay so you've got styrofoam (laughs) here's why you should do this here's why you should try this at home um have all that in the in the the cup into where it's an even mixture where you can't see the styrofoam really where it's in the bottom and take it and shake that up take it and shake it and then pull your hand off the top and all the styrofoam is at the top, sir. Really? Yeah, because, uh, and that's the same way that pack works if you're skiing in the avalanche. Like, the light stuff flies up. And it's mainly, if you can visualize this, a rock and a piece of styrofoam hitting, and they're both, like, level. 
the styrofoam because it's lighter flies up and the rock because it has it's more dense and has more mass so hold down. on after so theoretically after you've been buried in an avalanche you pull a rip cord and it blows the styrofoam. no like when if you like know it's happening and like it's all like happening and you can pull it really fast like chances are you'll be at the top of the pile oh because of because science <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that guy that I think's <laughs> awesome because science. But no, because science, really. Wait a minute. Your pack explodes a bunch of styrofoam? No, 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 no. Your pack is like a big balloon. Oh, it's getting like an airbag. So your pack blow blows up into this styrofoam into this balloon that has styrofoam in it. No, not styrofoam air. Air. But I'm just saying. Well, it's where just, the hell does the styrofoam come because, in? Because because it's it's a it's a it's a uh, uh, analog for the because it's super light so you have less density and you have a big area look i'm just gonna say right now you can take your science and shove it up your ass (laughs) the earth is six thousand years old dinosaur bones were placed there by the devil to confuse us and styrofoam is not going to save you from a rock slide can we can we move on an airbag will sir it's it's like it's like you know obviously people get it we have smart listeners okay you're gonna be chances are you're at the top of the pile and if you're not at the top, you're further up than you would have been, and you have a chance of being saved. I agree. And I, I actually agree. think, I don't know this, but I think that that pack has like a black box type of RF. Oh, from like the airplanes. Yeah. You know, you want to hear a really hacky comedian joke? Yeah. Why don't they make all the airplanes out of the same <laughs> shit to make that black box? <laughs> who, did, who did that? Everybody did that. Everybody. I feel there's somebody that did that. That's the equivalent of like, I just landed like from Richard Jenny Boston and boy, are my arms tired. Yeah. Did Rich, Richard Jenny do that? I think so. Did you know he committed suicide? Yeah, there's, yeah, that's a, that's, I think, a, was there a true Hollywood story about yes, that Yes, he was a deeply troubled comedian who committed suicide. Yeah, he he was good. If you've ever watched him, he's good. He's really good. He inspired a lot of um, really good comedians. He did. Yeah, I think Rogan is a big fan. Of Rogan him. has talked about him so much. Yeah. Uh, Steaming Pile of Me, that's Rogan's favorite yeah. comedy, oh, yeah. comedy album. Yeah. yeah. I said comedy for yeah. comedy. Yeah. And that's he was what level all, was he also, he was also in, um, um, oh, the guy, the Seinfeld guy. the um, Jerry Seinfeld? You no, know, not him, but the other writer, the show. I can't, Curb oh. Your Enthusiasm. I think he was in some early seasons. Larry David? Yeah, I think he was in that. You know, I never could get over, I never could get past Richard Jenny's, like, he always wore, like, a black undershirt with, like, a, a purple sport jacket. Yeah. I never could get past, I mean, how shallow am I? Uh, well, I, I mean, he looked like one of those guys that was like, uh, hey, you haven't noticed? You haven't noticed? Oh, uh, You yeah. haven't noticed? Well, I never could I, get I past mean, it. I feel like that's observational humor, and I know you're a big fan of that. Uh, anyway. I am. There's probably... You know, some people just rub you the wrong way. I understand that. I guess so. Yeah. And some people rub you the white way. <laughs> the, did I say the right way? The right the white way. way. The white way. No, Ooh, I'm, not, that's Freudian. I'm not racist. Yeah, oh, no, come I meant on. The, I meant the right way. Wokers. There's no way to rub someone in a, in a white manner. Hey. I mean, we don't have the market cornered on rubbing. Okay, okay, I flipped the switch. The spotlight went on, and in the sky, there's a big W. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm calling... The Woker. It wasn't a Freudian slip. It was more like a Bugs Bunny slip. No, no, no. In the white way. <laughs> that's that's Elmer Fudd. Oh, it was Elmer Fudd. Whatever. White Don't you, how Whoa. dare you correct me in front of all these people? I, I have to. Did you know what's on the, the headstone of the guy that did all the voices for Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd? Like, 
if you think of one of those voices, he probably he is probably it. Did. I thought I thought put it. No, he said that's all, folks. Mel Blank. <laughs> that's all. Folks? That's that's on his that's on his uh, headstone. And there's a documentary about that guy. I think you can watch for free on on YouTube. And he he talks about how he comes up with the voices. They show him the cartoon, and he's like, "Well, I feel like that guy. You know, he probably has you know stumbled like me, stumble with his words." And I feel like he would have a larger. You know? Oh, Elmer Fett was great. Yeah. So he feels he, he looks at the picture, and he had a he had a gift. Didn't he also do Yosemite Sam? Yeah, Yosemite wow. Sam. Yeah, the, yeah, I love that. That sounds more like uh, Tasmanian Devil. But uh, <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> you, you did. That was awesome, Tasmanian Devil. By the I way, I mean that was kind the of tattoo of choice to every '90s douchebag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want a tattoo that means something. I Look went to at school. This Yosemite Sam or this Tasmanian Devil. I went to school with a kid who painted Yosemite. No, who painted Tasmanian Devil on the side of his truck. Oh, that's awesome. How 90s is that? That is so 90s, it makes me want to gag myself with a wooden spoon. I mean, that that guy turned into a tornado. Anyway, go ahead, though. That's pretty impressive. Yes, and I do. But anyway, like, you would think what drives me crazy, or not drives me crazy, what's astonishing about that guy? I mean, you talk about Billy West and and the legends of our our day now. Oh, yeah, Futurama, yeah. Um, But... I mean, that guy did everything. You would think they would have other people. Hey, let's have another guy do Pepe Le, uh, Pepe Le Pew. Um, see, there's my Elmer Fuddism coming out. <laughs> but uh, but they're like, well, no, let's run it over to Mel and see how he does it. And yeah. they're like, here, what voice would you do here? It's yeah. like, well, I'd, I'd make him. Like, that would be so hard. Him. Yeah, because imagine he's someone just, just so good. Imagine someone just showing you the drawing of a cartoon character and being like, "What do you think he'd sound like?" But I will say uh-huh. that uh, who's the guy that does Bender? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, um, or maybe I never knew. He's awesome. Uh, um, j- my my John. daughter, my daughter would kill me. Jonah my Van Periwinkle. Uh, my oldest daughter Hannah would kill me because she'd be like, "How do you not remember?" But anyway, there's a YouTube video of them just throwing throwing up random pictures of of random drawings, and they're like, "What voice would you do there?" And he was like, "Well, I feel like this guy would, you know, he'd do a voice." And I was like, "Man, that's why you're good. That's yeah. why you're the master." Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, golly, what's the guy that does Bender? He's an awesome, great guy. Uh, anyway, he's done a lot of uh, voices for sure. Man. Anyway, I've gotten so many references wrong in the past two episodes. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> hey, you know, we're f- here. We're here to help each other. Like, I'll get one wrong too. You'd be like, no, you're thinking of this guy. The full weight of of what just happened, as when you mentioned Yosemite Sam. So I, in full confidence, went into yeah, an impersonation yeah, wait, of the wait. Tasmanian Devil. Time out. They're very similar voices. Think well, about yeah, because when Yosemite's pissed off. He yeah. jumps up and down on his hat, and he's like, Whoa! right? Yeah, no, you're, they're very similar. Okay, thank you. They're thank you. they're large characters. Thank you. But, I mean, think about they they brought a Martian, a picture of a Martian guy, and they're like, what would this guy sound like? Do your Marvin the Martian. Martian reporting. Marvin Martian reporting. No, that's not good. That's not good. I used to do it better. It really wasn't. You've done it better. Marvin Martian. Mar- oh, I will deatomize you. There we go. My deatomizer. Yeah. yeah. Deatomizer. Yeah. It was like made by Acme. Acme deatomizer. I've got Marvin the Martian right there on the wall. Oh, yeah. He's one of my faves. He's yeah. one of my faves. I, I me love too. That I love him. Yeah. That's why you're my, that's why you're my heterosexual life mate. Because <laughs> we both, even even our favorite Looney Tunes characters are the same. Anyway, that's all, folks. Uh, that's that's That guy was a master. There's a documentary. You should watch it. Check it out. It's super cool.
So this next one, man, when this happened, I remember when it happened. It happened in 2006, and it struck me to my very core. Okay. Zookeeper, TV star, wildlife expert, environmentalist. Oh, no. You already know. And and conservationist Steve Irwin, a.k.a. the Crocodile Hunter. I know you're looking for his figure. Where'd it go? Um, oh, there it is. Look, up, up by the books. Oh, okay, there he is. Okay. He's on He's on an uh, alligator, and it's I like ha- a wind-up toy. Yes. It's a, it's a wind-up toy of Steve Irwin riding an alligator. You wind it up, and the alligator runs around and snaps his jaws. Yeah. Uh, I have that in, in the studio. But anyway, um, uh, he was known as the Crocodile Hunter. He was with his crew in Australia's Great Barrier Reef. It was September 4th, 2006. Specifically, yeah. they were in Bat Reef, B-A-T-T, near Port Douglas, uh, Queensland, capturing footage for a documentary series called Ocean's Deadliest. During a break from filming, Irwin decided to get some additional footage of him swimming with a stingray for his daughter Bindi's show. Bindi Irwin also has a really cool show, or at least did at one time. Yeah, her, her and her, his son, yes. they carry the torch well. They're, they very well. They, they, he, they've been on late night shows and stuff. Yep. Stephen Colbert, uh, and yep. And, and I, I am such a fan. If I, if I were a rich person, we were talking about that earlier, that would be some causes I would give to. They're very much for... Um, Let's not sidebar R on this statement at all on this statement, if you don't mind. But there's a way to conserve animals without killing yes, animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is conservation. Sorry, okay. <laughs> While swimming in chest deep water. <laughs> yeah. Irwin approached a stingray from the rear with the intention of filming the animal as it swam away. Right? Like, no big deal. <laughs> Why are you giggling? Well, because I was I, I do have a personal story that I just thought of. Oh. Uh we went like one of the first times I ever spent a lot of time on the beach. Yeah. Like I'd been to the beach before, but it was one of my first and I'm just an idiot on the beach. Yeah. And so I have this net and my mission is to catch things, not to catch them to kill them, but just hey, look what I got in my net. <laughs> so I caught this beautiful, like the size of two of my hands, this beautiful ray with brown and black spots nice and it was like flopping around in there and i was like that's great the only thing i ever caught at the beach was chlamydia go ahead (laughs) i caught that too i'm just kidding but anyway uh (laughs) uh but people like were coming up it was kind of a busy beach and people were coming up and kids were like petting it and doing all this stuff and then or you know we were like holding it and posing with pictures i got a picture with this thing somewhere nice and so then we let it back in the ocean and the next day we went to gulf world it was kind of like a sea world which i don't want to go to any of those places anymore but uh uh we i i showed this i i wanted to prove to the trainer how awesome i was and i was like hey Look at this thing that I caught yesterday, and me and all the Nate. I'm sounding like Goofy. <laughs> uh, and me and all the people on the beach thought it was the coolest thing. And uh, I showed the picture, and the the lady's like, "You didn't touch that, did you?" I was like, "Oh yeah." We were like holding it and taking pictures with it. <laughs> I got selfies of this thing. She she said, uh, "Yeah, that is a lesser electric eel, and put it anywhere from fifteen to seventy-five volts of electricity no in your body. Every black spot is a plate." And I was like, "Oh, these are pretty cool black spots on it." And I was like tracing my fingers on it. And oh my god! Yeah, we could have got shocked by that thing. <laughs> That's oh my god! She said it must have been half dead or or exhausted or something or else you should have been shocked oh that's crazy now not that it would have hurt us or anything it'd probably be like a bee sting or something you know but right uh, 
Yeah, it's funny that just like redneck me was like, you know, hey, everyone, come over here. <laughs> hey, look, here's a hornet's nest. Let's all get up there and poke it with a stick. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm dumb, but there I go. Everybody's dumb. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I love you. Everybody's yeah. dumb in their own Ditto. way. Ditto. I can't say it. So instead of swim, uh, simply you know, filming this thing swimming away, it propped up on its front and started stabbing wildly with its tail, striking Steve Irwin in the chest. Initially, Irwin thought he had been struck in the lung, but as fate would have it, the stingray's barb had actually pierced his heart. Steve Irwin was pronounced dead by the time he was taken to nearby Low Isles for medical assistance. Yeah, what a legend. And I know, you know, can I tell you something I'm not a fan of? Yes, please. The, the low-hanging fruit of the people that would say something stupid like, well, that's what you get for hanging out with dangerous animals. I feel like still it was a small chance that that was going to happen. I I don't like that statement like, well, that's what you get or what do you expect? Um, I can understand the people that are like, well, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it was, you know, um, it could have been like a poisonous snake or whatever that got him because he handled those two. But I don't know. I just don't like the statement. Chris Joe left. He was, he got mad that I'm saying this because he was about to say that, I think. But I, I feel like that's 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 a, kind of a silly thing to say. The guy's done more for animals than most people ever will. And his kids are, ter- are tearing. His kids are carrying the torch. So that's a pretty cool thing. What do you think about that, Joe? He can't even hear me. He's so far away. Anyway. That's awesome. Do you agree with that? It's silly that. No, I could literally hear you while I was outside. Yeah. Don't you get mad when people are like, yeah, what do you expect? I get so goddamn mad. (laughs) Do you really? Or you just. No, I really do. Because it was just a stingray. Like, that's not one of the animals that's like super deadly that you read about. Here, I'm sitting back down and putting on my headphones now. I apologize about that, people. But it's kind of like he was he was at work. And he died at work. It's kind of like, I feel like you could say the same thing about a firefighter almost. Backdraft. Because, because he's saving people's lives. <laughs> and, he, and, and this guy's saving the lives of animals. Because what he wanted, I think, what, what I feel like he wanted was he wanted to say, this is a beautiful creature. And he said that a lot. Well, he actually wants to say, this is a beautiful creature. Yeah, and he... I mean, yeah, he wasn't an old drunk pirate, but uh, but he did say those things. You made <laughs> Davy Jones. Well, this creature ended up in Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> exactly. Danger, danger, danger. Anyway, he uh, he was passionate about animals. He was, and you could, if you could ask the guy now on some kind of seance or something, he would say, "Yeah, I did." I died doing what I loved. He did. If you can ask him to say once, what the hell? I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but what I'm trying to say is like, if you could somehow ask him, like he'd be like, yeah, I died doing what I loved. You know who else is is passionate about animals? Who? Jack Hanna? You and me. (laughs) You and me and me and you. Really? Who? Both of us together. Who the hell else has done a podcast with a pine box full of uh, baby chickens beside him? (laughs) Hey. You didn't have to sell that point. I, I knew didn't. that you were right, but you sold it. And listen, I love these. If there's chickens. a naysayer out there, 
That's not a horse. There's. <laughs> I've never heard somebody say that. I haven't either. You are comedy gold. If there's a naysayer that it cuts the horse, <laughs> not you, Mister Ed. <laughs> Will Wilbur, I heard that Joey doesn't like our kind very much. Listen. Hey, you know who played that guy? And uh, um, since we're off the rails anyway, you know the guy that um, Alan Young, who played in uh, uh, Mr. Ed. The, I didn't know that because I'm not a virgin. But go ahead. His name's Alan Young. <laughs> you have three uh, kids. I, I'm calling you a virgin. <laughs> got more new. Uh, <laughs> Just because your sperm can swim, don't mean you're better than me, buddy. Anyway, Alan Dershowitz. Duh, what was his name? What? The you Duggar say Alan guy Dershowitz? No, his name's Alan Young. I'm not talking about who's Dershowitz. From, that isn't that one of the guys from the O.J. Simpson trial? <laughs> or no, 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 no Dershowitz. No. Dershowitz. No, that was the the Fed guy for uh, George W. I legitimately don't know. Anyway, whatever. Go ahead. Please, um, please go ahead. God, Alan please. Young played the guy in yes. uh, uh, Mr. Ed, and then he also was the. Um, Philby from uh, my favorite movie, The Time Machine. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Philby. He played a really neat part. Okay. Because he he was a he was a um, a um, a Scot- communist, not, not Scottish guy. He was an homosexual yeah, Scottish. He was Scot- Scottish. He was, but he was he was the guy that that was trying to convince the the time traveler like you don't. You shouldn't go. You shouldn't go to other times. You belong here. Yeah, if you do anything different, Marty, you could change the entire fabric. That's that's and that's that's a thread of time <laughs> travel movies, like and it and it's back to the Jeff Goldblum from uh, Jurassic Park. Just uh-huh. because you can doesn't mean that you, you should. should. Yeah, good job, Jeff. Yeah, you want to slap it on a lunchbox? Where's your Jurassic Park lunchbox? I thought you had one. Uh, no, I have a Fall Guy lunchbox. Oh. Yeah, you want to slap the Fall Guy on a lunchbox and sell it? Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Uh, anyway, go, sir. What are we talking about? Ready? I don't know. That that goes with the movies. He's a stuntman. He's the unknown, unknown stuntman that made Eastwood such a, such a star. That's right. The last movie we're going to talk about tonight. Okay. Midnight Rider. Now, oh. if you don't recognize this movie, it was because it was never made. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like there should be a movie named Midnight Rider. But there's not. Out of all all the movies in the world, there's not one called that. Well, more specifically, it was Midnight Rider, the Greg Allman story. Okay. Because you know that song? I got to roll, I keep rolling. Yeah, that, I like that song. And the world's going forever. I like that song. But I got one more silver dollar. I like that song. And it's not going to sound something now. Not gonna song on the midnight rider. It's not gonna not knock down. People listening are like, this dumb son of a bitch was in a band for ten years. No, they were like, I like that song. Okay. But yeah, this was um it was about Greg Allman, who was with the Allman brothers who who sang Midnight Rider. Um Select Cast and Crew were filming on location on an active train bridge over the Altamaha River in Wayne County, Georgia. If I was a advertised exec, I would make a commercial about almond milk and I would have like <laughs> when the door of the refrigerator shut, I would have these two jugs of almond milk. Two stand- jugs. I'm with you. You had my attention at two jugs. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess they're jugs. Yeah, they are. I'm sorry. They're half gallon paper jugs. They're still oh, jugs, paper? Right? Yeah, and you know the stuff that almond milk comes into because i would have these two i would have 
and it would be like the, all the other things in the refrigerator are like fans, and these two jugs are like singing, and it would be the Almond Brothers, and it would be a advertisement for almond milk. I know exactly what you're talking about because our toddler loves, she calls it candy milk. Yeah. It's so adorable. Yeah. So we get a little tiny bit of the chocolate almond milk, the dark chocolate almond milk, mm-hmm. and then we put the rest of it full of the white almond milk, yeah. unsweet vanilla, yeah. and that's what she calls candy milk. I love yeah. that. It should. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. By the way, I am sweating my <laughs> balls off. My God, it's hot in here. I say we persevere. <laughs> that's funny. Why was I that say funny? we persevere and perspire. Oh, good. Okay. Persevere fire. For those of you who don't know, Ivan and I do bring you this podcast at great personal injury because we, it's hotter than shit outside and the the air conditioner does register on our microphones. So before we start, we shut it off. So it's 65 when we start. It's about 85 by the end of the episode. I I mean, I'm, I'm quite warm, but. Oh let's, my God! Let's wrap it up, I'm man. So sweaty. Yeah, this is the last episode. The not last. It's episode. my fault for bringing up the almond milk thing. No, it was way so much more before. That'd the be a good milk. commercial. That'd sell some almond milk. The almond, but that's kind of ripping off the California raisins in a way. Eh, not too much though. Cut I still think it's cool. Grapevine. Yeah, which I have a ton of California raisins. That's that's one of my collections. You got all of them, didn't you? No, well, I, I thought that girl eh. gave you all of them. Oh no, that was the uh, Mac tonight. Oh, that's right. The McDonald's moon face yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I have. There's so much cool. I have all those, but one. That's awesome. I've, I realize only I've got the missing one. I don't, I need the missing one. That's so cool. Anyway, yeah, only old folks anything. like us will remember the McDonald's commercials with the moon, the guy that had the moon for a head and sunglasses on. Well, I had a nightmare about him and he scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and so years later I saw that someone I, I got one of those somehow and I had a yard sale. I forgot where I even got it. And it was like a little uh, moon man drive, Mac tonight driving a car or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found online where somebody else had the rest. They came in a Happy Meal toy. Or That's whatever. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think 88 is probably what that was, or maybe 86. Sounds legit. Sounds yeah. legit. But go on with Midnight Rider. Well, it was February 20th, Ivan, the first day of filming when the accident occurred. They Don't were attempting to. <laughs> They they were attempting to uh, let me let me adopt my best like independent film like documentary voice. Do it. <clears throat> they were attempting to film a dream sequence. See, I can't even I can't even speak. <laughs> hey, that I do that all the time. I don't do that in real life, but I do that on this podcast. I tried to read for you earlier. It's quite hilarious. I, I look, was I was botching everything. That's look. That's six rolling rocks, and I apologize. Normally, I wouldn't. Look. Here we go. <laughs> They were attempting to film a dream sequence in which John Hurd, actor who portrayed Greg Almond, would wake up in a hospital bed sitting on the train trestle. And if anyone doesn't know what a trestle is, it's a bridge, basically. It's a fancy name for a train bridge. Many scenes have filmed on train tracks before, but in those cases... Stand by me. Drop yeah. this comb in the water. There's a train! What that guy? Come on, don't crawl. Don't crawl, stand of, up and run. I know. One of the best films ever, Stand By Me. Right? Yeah. Great, great film. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Yeah. On the, In those cases, there were real railroad staff. Real, I can't talk. I'm sorry. There were... You say the sentence. There were... There were real railroad ties. No, staff. Oh. <laughs> there were real railroad staff. Say that. Wait, let me read it. Just there were real. 
I can't say it. There's a lot of ro- 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 there ro- were real railroad staff. Why did I write it that way? I'm such a bad author. There, there where, were real. Where the it's at? at the very very top of the. It kind of cut in half. There were real cases. Railroad, there were real railroad staff. <laughs> it's tough. It's because look, there there were, were real real railroad staff. Railroads. There were real railroad staff. Yeah. There were real railroad staff. There were real railroad staff. That's a tongue twister. On hand, helping coordinate, and oh yeah, they had permission to film. Mm. Midnight Rider had none of this. They asked permission uh, to film on the bridge, but had been denied. But they proceeded anyway. And instead of a train schedule, railroad personnel and safety equipment, Randall, <laughs> Director Randall <laughs> elected to shoot Rogue, and only safety the only safety measure in place. We're going rogue. <laughs> Was a crew member assigned to keep a lookout, lookout for any possible oncoming trains? Yeah. The window, listen to this, the window of opportunity to evacuate the bridge, had a train been spotted, was roughly 60 seconds. Mm. So that's crew, equipment, the bed, all the cameras, everything needed to be off there in 60 seconds. Had a train been spotted? Oh, no. <laughs> oh no i just got a visual of this thing come on <laughs> this didn't really happen did it as fate would have it it did while hurt was laying on the train bed on the on the bed <laughs> in the middle of the uh, train track a member started screaming that a train was approaching ivan yeah the crew scrambled to get uh the bed and cameras and themselves out Just of harm's get themselves. Way. I know, right? Who gives a shit about the cameras and, and the bed? But they were trying to do a good job. They were trying to do all this and get everything out of the way, but the train approached too quickly. Several crew members were badly injured, and one crew member, 27-year-old Sarah Jones, was killed when the train struck the hospital bed, which hurled in her direction. Uh. Production on the film was halted, and director, director sorry, Randall Miller pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter and criminal trespass and was sentenced to two years in jail and eight years probation and a $20,000 fine and 360 hours of community I feel service. like hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, I get it. He wanted to, like, make it like they were in the middle and, and add the suspense. Right. But couldn't you, by, like, angles, like, be on the edge and make it look like you're in the middle? You would think so. Yeah. And I get it. There's lots of stories of of directors. There's lots of stories of directors getting uh, scenes where, especially in uh, the first Gone in 60 Seconds, the very first one okay. with Toby Hillary. Yeah. There's, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but there's a, uh, a documentary of the making of that film, and they're talking about legitimately, he had permission to film almost nowhere. And there's even parts like he does almost a voiceover in some of the you know, like they'll play parts of the movie and he'll talk about how they filmed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Commentary. Whatever. Yes, he'll even say uh, all those people running right there are legitimately running for their lives. <laughs> no, they. He was a really, really like rebel rogue director where he would just set up cameras, and it was terrifying how many scenes were filmed uh, on just regular ass street corners. Where to where, me, it's like be like. You can be smart and make it look cool and make it look, but I mean, you got to be smart about it. Don't just be right. reckless, right? 
reckless abandonment. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. So don't do that. For sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, That's why I like CGI, man. I, I, I think it's, I mean, there are people that are pro, like, special effects and, oh, CGI is ruining. It's like, well, if you figure out a way to make it look like it and it's, and it, I mean, I know people are like, well, I can always smell the alcohol and I can always, like, see it and say, oh, that's, that's fake. It's like, yeah, but I bet you're fooled a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bet something that you think's real CGI all the right. time. Right. Nothing. It's most of it's not like the Scorpion King. <laughs> Do you remember that where the rock? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That was some of the worst. That was an example of the worst that CGI can possibly be. Yeah. So most of it's not that. Most of it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look at Lord of the Rings, if you look at the new Star Wars, I mean, if you look at any of that, I mean, name a movie that's got some action that's been released in the past 10 years. Lord and, of the Rings especially was phenomenal. Yeah. The, the CGI work in Lord of the Rings with the orcs and all that oh, yeah it was just phenomenal while mowing i've been listening to the original like bbc voiced uh audiobooks and i've i'm done with two of them nice just finished the two towers and it's really cool they i mean the movies are really close i mean there's stuff that is different obviously right yeah but i mean it's it's cool it, it's it's a great listen i highly recommend it i mean uh and what's funny is who was it like some of the people in the movie sound just like the audiobook guys really yeah uh sam sam samwise gamgee uh-huh. sounds a lot like um uh, steve uh not steve austin steve austin uh well i finally found the ending to my book it's john 316 <laughs> no not steve austin uh sean austin isn't it sean ashton or what What's sean aston yeah aston yeah that's right yeah Sorry. man uh they they sound similar He's on cameo. Is Did you know it? that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. He's yeah. a great actor. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't. Know, you're not a football guy, but do you like that movie, Rudy? Rudy, I've seen Rudy. Fantastic movie. Um, for some reason, maybe it's because the last thing I've seen him in when I think of Sean Astin, I think of Stranger Things. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he was yeah. also uh, in 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 Encino Man. Yeah, Encino Man, and yeah. then lots of other movies. Yeah. I'm just this yeah. is just the. <laughs> The podcast where we name movies that we've seen people in. Every time I think about that movie, I think about the uh, the Polly Shore that was like uh, um, lava on the outside, icicle in the middle. <laughs> I don't know why I made him sound like that. He didn't sound like that. Man, if you guys want to get depressed, just look up the Joe Rogan episode where he had Polly Shore on. That's a depressing episode. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I don't know if it's depressing. He just talks about being... He's typecast. Yes. And I think if you go so extreme with the character, yes. that'll happen. And he was the same character in, in every lot, movie. Yeah. The weasel. But he made a lot of money. Yeah, but it's the only sad part is when he's just talking about how he would still love to be in films. Yeah. And he's like, you know, man, by the mid-90s or whenever, the weasel thing had worn off. And he's yeah. like, I just love being in movies, but no one wants me anymore. You know what, though? I'm going to say this. Polly Shore's on cameo as well. Go ahead. I'm going to say this, uh-huh. and it's not going to, it's not going to sound nice, but like at least Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong, you have to know is typecast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, other than getting thrown in jail, which that was a bunch of bullshit. Um, I mean, he, it's like he embraced it and he's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't feel too sorry for him. I mean, he still made a bunch of money. Yeah. 
Um, but I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, that's just the nature of it. And it's sad. And, and I listened to that episode, and I thought he was a, he sounded like a really cool guy. Oh, yeah. On Rogan? Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say, like, because um, I was watching Cheech and Chong last night. Um, but I feel like he embraced it and made the best of it. And he built a brand around it. I mean, I don't know if the weasel could have. I mean, what could the weasel? I mean, Chong has all his empire of, of uh, paraphernalia. but Maybe the weasel wasn't as endearing as Yeah, character. that's true. Yeah, that's true. But speaking of typecast, and we'll end with, we'll end uh, quickly. But uh, there was one thing, there was one franchise that I did leave out of this series only because... I think it deserves an entire episode of its own. Um, you know, we were talking about onset movie deaths and curses and injuries. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a certain franchise that started in the late 20s. I'm going to see if you can guess. It started in the late 20s and ran to the late 30s, I believe. And it has since garnered a pretty well-deserved reputation as being a haunted television franchise. Can you guess what it is? In the 1920s? Yeah. I think it was 28 to 1938 was the original run of this. Mm. I don't know. The Little Rascals. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, dude, it is it is off-putting how many of the child stars of The Little Rascals went on to be murdered, commit suicide, overdose on drugs, Die in car accidents. It's, what is it's it with crazy. child stars? I mean, I, I know our child stars that when we were kids, like Gary Coleman, I mean, there's bad stories there. Um, but, you know, even the guy that voiced Peter Pan uh, oh. in the in the Peter Pan Disney movie. Yeah. Like that guy, he was, he was found dead, like in an alley. Really? And they couldn't identify him. Really? They didn't know who he was. So there for a while, he was like a... Uh, John Doe. I did not the, know that. And the family was like, he's missing. And it took a little while to put it all together that was him. And I think his name is, uh, I'm trying to think of the credits. I did not know that, man. Yeah, it's it, that that almost could be an episode. Hey, that with one of the little rascals, the little kid that played Froggy, ended up found Froggy. dead in a desert. And the only way they identified him was by his jewelry. Mm. Dude. Did he really have that voice? Uh, no, not okay, really. Okay, that was a fake But dude, voice. it is so, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Sometime in the future, we'll do an episode on the curse of the little rascals. Okay. The one that sticks out in my mind the most is the one of Alfalfa. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy's name, his real name was Carl Schweitzer. Remember when uh, Murphy did it? <laughs> oh, when Eddie Murphy did that, it was absolutely, he was Buckwheat, though. He did Buckwheat. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. He did Buckwheat. Oh, that's right, that's right. But it was, oh, even the guy that played Buckwheat has a creepy story. Oh, see, but, I thought you said Buckwheat. Well, you said Alfalfa. Alfalfa. I, you said it, but I... I comprehended it as a totally different word that sounds That's nothing okay. like that word. But the guy that played Alfalfa yeah, ended up, he tried to make it like big in Hollywood after he was an adult, which as we know, a lot of times that does not work out. No. He ended up as a 32-year-old that was working on his wife's dad's farm in Kansas. He mm-hmm. hated that, moved back to Los Angeles, got a few bit parts, ended up being a dog trainer. He ended up having this dog that he was supposed to train for some guy. The dog got loose. He ended up a offering i think he shelled out like 50 bucks for the reward to get the dog back he got the dog back gave it back to the guy but stewed over that being out that 50 bucks so he told the guy i want my goddamn 50 bucks back you screwed me Mm -hmm. this is true did we press record when we started i just want to make sure because we're both not paying attention yep okay um so he he got a friend to pose as a cop and they went to this guy's house 
And, you know, he thought, well, maybe if I show up with a guy pretending to be a cop saying, you uh, you owe Mr. Schweitzer this $50, that he would give it to him. Mm-hmm. Instead, they got into a tussle. The guy pulled out a gun and shot Carl Schweitzer, and he bled to death um, at, at, at age 32, by the way. Anyway, that's all here and there. Um, we will do a whole episode on the Curse of the Little Rascals at some point because it's 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 just insane. It's It's a crazy deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should. That's why I left. That's why I left him out of out of this um, series. But and it anyway. wasn't. It wasn't at first even called the Little Rascals, was it? No, our gang. Our gang. It was yeah. called our gang. Yep. Um. So originally it was 1928 to 1938 when they started. It was like silent films. It was not even. That's talking. right. Yeah, that's right. That newer reboot movie is pretty good. It is good. Yeah. Wasn't that like mid 90s or yeah, something? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. The He Man Woman Haters yeah. Club. Yeah, they did. They did good on that. But then after the television. Uh, uh, medium came out they were kind of repackaged and the our gang was repackaged as the little rascals mm-hmm. so when it really got huge and famous all the little rascals were in their like 20s and 30s already yeah that's uh, crazy. a lot of people don't know that yeah um, I, I did but i think you told me that actually yeah so yeah that's really interesting and, and uh, we might do an episode on that later but um as far as right now is concerned um that is all the uh the the notes that i have as far as movie deaths um yeah crazy if, if you want us to do another episode i did skip a lot i did whittle down a lot to try to get you know get this just down to 10 pages i could do more but i, I doubt anybody wants to hear more so anyway <laughs> um we'll catch you next week with a brand new fresh out of the can usda approved uh, uh, uh subject matter that's not this that's right. And uh, please join us then. Yep. Okay, we enjoyed talking at you. And in the interim, uh, please be kind to one another and be a quality person. That's right.